Hello, it is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. It's a big day. What will Aaron Rodgers say after Friday? Let's get right to it. Speaking of excited, let's be jacked up about what happened last night. Mm. On this show, right here, on this microphone, Mm -hmm. right here, yesterday... We chatted about last night's Monday Night Football game that was going to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In the lead-up, in the glitz, in the glamour, in the, you know, the push that Pittsburgh got by the Monday Night Football folks on ESPN last night was incredibly kind. Hey, that was very nice! Also, fall back an hour on the clock, so it got dark earlier. Pittsburgh was lit up for the entirety of that... you know, showcase of the city that I was very lucky to be from. What was the guy's name that did the reading thing from Mississippi, clearly? Wright right. Thompson. Wright Thompson. Yep. Oh. Wright Thompson led off the entire show, basically, with a, a deep dive into what Pittsburgh is. Talked about old Joe Permani. Talked about the year 1933. Johnny Unitas took a trip around town showcasing the multiple... You know, incredible points of Pittsburgh that people hang out at and come from and everything like that. And last night was supposed to be an absolute celebration of football. Last night was supposed to be two of the oldest franchises in the NFL. Two of the most storied franchises in the NFL. Two fan bases desperately trying to figure out what their teams are going to be this year. A lot of question marks on either side about the future and the present. But last night was supposed to be all those things. And what it turned into was... These refs fucking stink. Stink! Chris Boswell, listen. Chris Boswell had maybe the greatest fourth quarter oh, yeah. I have ever witnessed. Out of not just a kicker, out of all sport. Had a fumble recovery, hit a 54-yarder, a 52-yarder, and a game-winning 40-yarder. All in the four, all one quarter of football right there. Fumble recovery, two 50-yarders, and a 40-yard game winner. One quarter, Chris Boswell, you fucking legend, pal. Thank you, boss. Fresh off a concussion protocol test. Fresh out of getting his head taken off, and the NFL decided not to punish anybody in that whole thing. What the hell is going on whoa, here? Whoa, Positionism is running at an all-time high. <laughs> that could have been the story. But instead, that should have been the story, by the way. Should have been. This morning, everybody should have been leading off with old Chris Boswell. What an unbelievable fucking guy this guy is. Yeah. What a kicker this guy is. In Heinz Field, in Pittsburgh, windy, cold, terrible grass, often a little bit slippy down there. Chris Boswell has become such a consistent member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. After just a few years ago, all of Pittsburgh was trying to run him out of town because he fell into a little bit of a yip down. Ooh. Little yips, ball going left, ball going right. Where's it going? We don't know. Why is it happening? Chris Boswell, I, I don't know. This is not normally what happens. He got back on the horse, got a lot better. He's all the way back. He's originally a part of the Killer Bees oh, yeah. way back in the day when it was brown Bryant, Bell, Ben, and Boswell. That was literally the killer bees. Wow. Yeah, that's like four years ago. He's still doing it from then. One of the most consistent in Pittsburgh, which is not easy, in the AFC North. Not. I mean, they sent Santos out there for a 65-yarder. I think everybody in Pittsburgh started laughing. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I was sitting at home, and no offense to Santos. He's an incredible kicker. He made like 30-some straight or whatever. He's an absolute stud for what he does. Sending him out there for a 65-yarder in Pittsburgh is is you're setting him up for failure. Yeah, death sentence. 
Had a lot of friends, obviously, in the stadium that say, on TV, that looked a lot closer than it was. That thing, immediately upon leaving his foot, everybody in the stadium was like, that that got no chance of making it <laughs> that far in this stadium. And it's not Santos's fault, but what we should point out is that Boswell probably makes that kick last night yeah. with the way he was hitting yeah. the fucking ball. He was smoking it. He was crushing it. Roethlisberger made some plays, obviously. A little RPO for old Ben. Whoa. Hey, Ben, we need you stamper around. Yeah, you, hey, hey, you know what they said about... Uh, it was that Toy Story sure. or Buzz Lightyear. He's not flying. He's falling with style. Uh-huh. That's what Ben Roethlisberger looks like when he's running now. Sure. He's style? just falling with style. Very good comparison. And the style is getting his feet somehow under his body while they're falling down. Mm-hmm. It is, he's 40 years old, though. Have a little bit of respect sure. for that guy. That team, the Pittsburgh Steelers with that defense, and Cam Hayward, he's so huge. He's been around so long. He's so good. And somehow he's still as nimble as he was whenever he came out of college, out of the Ohio State. T.J. Watt, absolute animal, absolute stud. Najee Harris, who said, hey, don't be lying about me. Yeah, <laughs> can't do that. Now, Steve Levy told a story uh, that, you know, Najee Harris slept on the floor his first couple months of college because he was so used to it because he was homeless and everything like that. And I think Steve Levy got that probably from another article that we found on the internet that was written. He did not ask Najee Harris about that directly. I think Levy, doing his research, found that as like, oh, this is a good tidbit. Here we go. We'll talk about this. I'll add it in there. And Najee said, that, that, the original story was a lie. Steve Levy, stop fucking lying. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong guy. Yeah. Which, by the way, makes me respect and appreciate Najee Harris even more. He came on this show. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Awesome conversation. There was a lot of people uh, that maybe, you know, expect everybody just to be robots that expect him to act differently or be differently. I think not from our, his appearance on our show, but from other shows and other people that have talked about Najee and how he's, he is loved in Pittsburgh. His story, the more and more we learn about it, I assume the more and more Pittsburgh is going to continue to fall in love with him. Oh, yeah. He's a massive guy, takes big shots, gets right back up, seems to be dynamic in all facets of the game. He is the perfect running back for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Love yes. Naj. Just say just hand it to Nosh. Hand it to Nosh. That's a good idea. Just hand it to Nosh. Pick him up, put him down. Why do you pick him up and put him down? No momentum. Right, same play. <laughs> T's and P's. But anyways, all that could be the story. But instead, what the story is today, which is what the story is a lot of Monday mornings. Yeah. And Tuesday mornings and Friday mornings. Yeah. Basically, it's a story a lot of the mornings that follow when games are had. Yep. Yes. Right. And the reason why is because these refs fucking stink. They stink. These refs fucking stink. And I, I don't want to be, you know, known, and I think I am around the officials, uh, if Mike Prayer's words to me rang true. And I know Walt doesn't like me. He's a guy who we haven't liked each other since my playing days. Yeah, he's a clown. He is a clown. All the refs I got along with, by the way, were all the good refs. They're all gone on TV now. Yep. Uh-huh. So all the good refs that I got along with that were great refs were either retired, doing their own law firm. Shout out to Hockey League. Hope you're all right, Ed. Yeah, Ed, baby, Ed. Come on back, Ed. Need you back, Ed. Put down the law book, which I tried to read last night. I, I actually tried to take uh, the board exam last night. Nice. Oh, how the was bar? it? Yeah, the bar, yeah. How was it? Try to take the board exam. Bar exam. <laughs> Same thing. Well, just because this interview with Aaron Rodgers, I wanted to make sure I had all my goddamn ducks in a row. So mm-hmm. I tried to read all the law books. Mm-hmm. I tried to read all the stats books. And you should have seen it. I fucking read every COVID book they had last night. Wow. Every single one of them last night. In preparation for today's. Let's go. Conversation with Aaron. Do you learn anything? Well, it's it's a, it's a complicated thing. Yeah. It is. And uh, I was thinking about leading off the show with everything that I did learn. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, like, I'm not supposed to read stuff. I never really take things in when I read stuff. Sure. That's why 
Oh, you need to know about. That's why I've never read in my life. So yeah. Somebody could make me a documentary in the next two hours. Go watch yeah. it. The before. Lincoln Lawyer, maybe. Yeah. Well, what? The Lincoln Lawyer. I'll tell you. I think. What's about law? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's about a lawyer. Yeah, but what about the COVID stuff too? Oh, we could well, not dive into Aaron COVID. Brockovich, maybe. We no. could we could fill you in on breaks. No, but what I'm saying is, I tried to learn everything that there was to know last night about. What I could everything. potentially have to, yeah, everything. Sure. I tried to know. I tried to learn everything about everything last night, mm -hmm. in anticipation for this conversation with Aaron, because I don't want to be judged the way I was judged this last time by some people, not all people, but some people for looking like a stooge out there. Sure. But I, I do fear that it was not enough time for me to prepare. No, it <laughs> a long time. I do not. I'll ask Aaron about it next week. Okay. okay. Next we Aaron Rogers Tuesday. There I'll read more law books, more stats books, more COVID books, right. more um, medicine. Uh, theories, journals, uh -huh. journals. Yes. safety. I'll do. I'll do all that for next week. I, I do understand the job that I am tasked with in this situation. And I will try to take it much more serious. But if all those people that wrote those books can make documentaries about those books, nice. by two hundred five, I'd appreciate. It. <laughs> Perfect. With that being said, Ed Hockley needs to stop writing law. He needs to get his ass back in the mm -hmm. stripes. Yeah, because we need him. Because all the good refs are gone. Yep. All the good uh, good refs get offered more money, less stress, better life with TV networks or somewhere else. And I, I think a lot of refs ref because love of the game, love of officiating. And I have the utmost respect for the men and women who say, I want to be a ref. Because when you sign up to be a ref, you're signing up for nobody to like you. Mm -hmm. Okay, the only people that like you is when you fuck over another team in favor of that team. But guess what? What comes around goes around. You're going to fuck over that team for the other team. Both teams are going to hate you. Yep. And both teams maybe will cheer for you at certain times. But at the end of the day, the only people that are going to remember you are the people that hate you. So signing up to be an official is a death sentence of likeness. Okay, that is literally what it is. So I appreciate the people who are doing it. In the world that we're in with technology, it feels like some games... The NFL is choosing to use the Hawkeye technology that they have in expediting the entire process of fucked up calls. We've seen it numerous times, whether it's a fumble, a catch, a non-catch, it should be a catch, a respot, a move. There's been a lot of those this season, but they've come in spurts. It hasn't been for every single game. It seems like it's only every once in a while. But the conversation has to continue to revolve around these refs, not just not getting the help technology-wise everywhere. And I, I assume that'll continue to evolve as it goes. And allegedly, the USFL is coming back this spring for Fox so they'll try out some more officiating things like the XFL did and the NFL never wants to be the first ones to try something so maybe they'll adopt it so maybe technology will be able to assist the refs on the field in a better fashion in the future although it's not right now but there is also something about everything I just mentioned there that if you go in there and you become a ref and you become the guy like Carenti, Tony Carenti who has been for a long time mm -hmm. i assume you get a little bit of a power hungry ego sure that could potentially come creeping in mm -hmm. when hey this game goes as i go mm -hmm. my game this game doesn't start until what till i <whistles> blow this whistle like some pitchers have talked about how when they're pitching, they just feel like they're in so much control because this game literally doesn't go until I throw this ball. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a state of mind that they have to have about, you know, owning the moment, dominating the moment, everything like that. Refs, there are some, not all. There are a lot of humble, incredible refs out there that are just trying to do their job, trying to make the game better. They feel like it's their calling to be an official. They see it better, whatever the case is. But there are some refs, we've all seen them, that try to make the game about themselves. And I... 
don't know all the focus groups. I don't know all the studies. But I don't think not one motherfucker has said, I'm tuning in to watch motherfucking stripes. No. I don't think one person in the history of football, maybe the wife or the significant other or the family of Tony Carrenti was watching that game last night to see him give a good couple calls. Oh, yeah. Let's call it Tony. Yeah. Hey, Tony, Tony, we talk about that call you made in the first quarter whenever blah, 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 blah. Look good. You know? Not going to do that. But Tony Carrenti last night obviously clearly wanted that game to be about him. He wanted people to remember that he was the ref there. He wanted fucking Cassius Marsh mm. to not do what he did on Tony Carrenti's field. Cassius Marsh, by the way, TJ Lang gave a hysterical <laughs> yeah. tweet about it. Yeah. TJ Lang said, hey, pal. Okay, you just got a coverage sack after six seconds. Maybe don't celebrate, lose your mind. Just go ahead and dap up your teammates and get off the That is definitely something that could have happened. Cassius Marsh, though, cut from the Steelers, back in Pittsburgh, Monday night football game for the Bears, gets a sack, albeit a coverage sack, still a sack in a massive moment on a massive play, third down. How you doing? Keep it moving. I think Mike Tomlin probably appreciated the fact that Cassius Marsh potentially walked over, which he did, and stared at that line, stared at the team. Mm -hmm. Are you not entertained? Does that warrant the ref butting into him as he's going off the field, then throwing a flag over in the fourth quarter, throwing a flag over his head, Extending a drive, fucking the Bears completely. Yeah. Is that, is that little piece of emotion from the human that is Cassius Marsh worthy of the entire getting personally offended by what he did, butting into him, extending the drive, and in turn potentially fucking the Bears? All because we are allowing emotions to be judged by ego-driven humans, some of them. Not uh, Tony Carrenti is obviously an ego-driven human. Let's just let's just say how it is. But anytime you have others judging people's emotional response to something, you're immediately going to get a lot of questions. And that's why when the taunting thing became a point of emphasis, and when I started talking about it being a point of emphasis, I had a lot of stooges who don't listen or think that I am dumber than I've ever been i mean i guess i have been pretty dumb at times and i guess i mean i try to read some of those law books last night <laughs> yeah, true but it has been pretty dumb but i never talked about taunting not being a rule i understand that taunting is a rule but when it becomes a point of emphasis that means that the nfl is going to be strict on this and how can you be strict about something that's a judgment call about emotions in an emotional game in an emotional situation what do we do well they don't want to Looking in the person's face, they want to go any other way because they feel like that is what has led in the past to all the moments that none of us want to see that is too much. Cassius Marsh didn't do that. He, now, he did walk from one hash, across the other, looked at the thing. Presley Harvin was jogging onto the field about 14 yards behind everybody else because that's the punt stamp. So I guess Tony Carrenti could say that he dunked on Presley Harvin after he got a sack on Ben Roethlisberger because he did appear to potentially be looking at him. But he just said, in the manner in which he was standing, I felt as if blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up, Tony Carrenti. Yeah. And the issue is that the person that's in charge, Walt Anderson, you know how many times Walt Anderson has made it about himself? He's not going to punish Tony Carrenti either. And then you can go to that post game interview with Tony Carrenti. Listen to the self-righteousness of this conversation. The, you don't, we don't have it. Don't have it. 
I think we do have it though. I saw it. It's the uh, the bull, back and forth. What is it? The bull call? The pool? What did they call it? They called it something. And pool, I don't even know what it's the, pool report. the yeah. pool report or whatever. It's just whatever he said in there made you realize even more. Like, oh, the reason why all these reviews are being treated the way they're being treated is because you're talking about refs who act like they've never made any mistakes in their entire life. So whenever you review it, you're potentially slapping them in the face and they have such an ego about it all that there is never a time where the review ref wants to step on the toes of that ref because they all know how ego-driven it all is. I think we have it here. Go ahead and pull it up now. Okay, you're going to have to make that full screen, obviously. Um, this is a Pro Football Writers Association pool reporter, Adam... Hodge. Hog. 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 Hodge. 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 His interview with referee Tony Carrenti. Chicago Bears at Pittsburgh Steelers, Monday, November 8, 2021. This is a pretty official report here. Question. What did you see after the sack by Chicago's Cassius Marsh in the fourth quarter that led to the taunting penalty being called? Carrenti. First of all, keep in mind that taunting is a point of emphasis this year. Exactly my point, mm -hmm. <laughs> what I've been saying since literally day one of this entire thing happening. And with that said, I saw the player, after he made a big play, run toward the bench area of the Pittsburgh Steelers and posture in such a way that I felt he was taunting them. Tone's doing the posture right now. He was standing with great posture. He's a professional fucking athlete that just got a sack in the fourth quarter on a Monday night football game against a team that cut him earlier this year. Tony Carrenti, though, thought his posture in which he was looking at the bench was taunting. There appears to also have been some contact between you and the player in question. Did that contribute to the penalty? No, not at all. I didn't judge that as anything that I dealt with. Okay, so he didn't throw the flag, by the way, until after he... He tries to hip check yeah. Cassius Marsh, who's probably looking at his sideline, by the way, saw the ref. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go around him. And Carranti goes, oh, you're going to walk off my field after doing what you just did without me getting a shot at you? No way. Nuh -uh. No way. Are you gonna? He does a chip on Cassius Marsh as if he's a tight end or a running back on a defensive end on his way off, the, off of his field. Then he throws the thing. So was that him taunting Cassius Marsh Whoa. for him doing something on his field that he didn't like? I mean, he throws the flag right when he got bumped into. Like, there's no, I don't think no. there's any, that's all he was thinking about. And everybody says that he had his hand on a flag before then. It's like, maybe, but maybe he was like, if this motherfucker makes contact with me. Yeah, right. I have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then he probably, immediately afterwards, somebody in his ear was like, hey, TV just caught you hip checking. Yeah. yeah. So don't say anything about that afterwards. This guy fucking stinks. It would go on. The video showed that you had brief contact with player and then you th uh, threw the flag. So that had nothing to do with the penalty. That had nothing to do with it. It was the taunting aspect. Can you explain the low blow? Now, obviously, when something like that is such a uh, decision maker, then they go on to other calls that Carrenti potentially fucked up. Like a new one, which is a low block that Jason Peters had been talking about happening to him all game. Uh, he was actually, if you saw him interacting with the refs, uh, Jason Peters, 18-year vet at tackle, by the way. That's a long, long time on the Bears. There's a couple times where he turned around and he was like looking at the ref and like, hey, they're cutting me right. Like, I'm getting cut right now. And then all of a sudden, somehow, some way, there's a pulling guard thing that uh, he cuts uh, outside guy, takes back a touchdown. And then, just like in baseball, ESPN had a tight end K-Zone. Box. Box. Yeah. yeah. It looked like a K-Zone. 
He painted the corner. Yeah, he did. Right. He, he painted it. He was on that tight end box. He so did. then Tony Corrente goes on to say, well, it wasn't in the tight end box. And I, I assume Adam Hogues was like, hey, listen, pal, we saw it on TV. It actually was. Hate to break to you. We saw it on TV. It was. But those are things that can't they say upstairs, like, hey, I understand what you saw, and it might have been fringe, but it was in the – we're cool. That's a touchdown. Pick it up. You're good. Isn't, aren't that, isn't that what the person upstairs, like Steve Levy, Riddick, and Greasy being the ones to tell us – like, hey, that was in the box, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was bullshit. That would mean that their people have access to the same exact stuff to do the same thing. Why not just make it right so we don't have this conversation this morning? Why does the taunting penalty even have to be a thing? Let the coaches handle that. Let the coaches and the players handle that. If they think it's gone too far, guess what? They will let it be known that they thought it, go- it has gone too far. The refs in the NFL deciding what is too far in an emotional thing between players. I just think that's a bad idea. You're never going to get it right. There's going to be miscommunication. There's going to be situations like this where we have to say, well, it's apparent that Carenti is just an egotistical fucking prick that wanted to make the game about himself because he made a massive call in a massive moment that went the opposite. But you're putting Carenti in that position. You're putting him in that position to make that call. And that's not fair to Tony Carrente either. You have to have some sort of ego to be in a position where you are going to take shells and mortars mm-hmm. on a regular basis. You would have to have some self-confidence that is you know, tough to find, I'd assume, to be an NFL ref. I get it. But when you're putting him in a position to judge others, I just think it's all bad. Like I, I think there are so many little things they could do that could just change it all, and they're just refusing to do it. Well, and Pereira told us, you know, like he's told us a couple times, like they don't want to put these refs on the field in a position to potentially make them look bad, so they don't. They just go with what their calls are, and then they wait for something like this the day after where everyone's pissed about it, and they have a a massive issue on their hands, as opposed to if they did just have someone up there who could say, like, hey, no, 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 like you you got this one wrong. We need to adjust this. Okay, and listen. We've been dealing with too much drama around here. A lot of drama. Time. So much. Too much drama. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of it, actually. Yeah, a lot of drama. Barely halfway through. I got people saying things about me that I've never met or done anything bad to. They're bad things about me. Hey, what am I? What, what the fuck have I? Like, I'm tired of that. Yes. Those people stink. Well, it's... The refs of the internet, you could say. Yeah, they are. I, they are. But this is something we have to talk about that isn't football-related. The refing thing has to get figured out. Yeah, it has to. Did you see the top 10 states sports gambling handle mm-hmm. that was released yesterday morning or this morning at 8.43 a.m.? I think it was. Yeah. This morning it was released at 8.43 a.m. There's in New Jersey alone $1.01 billion gambled in the month of September. One month? Mm-hmm. In one state. Jesus. Nevada, $786. Illinois, $596.5 million. Pennsylvania, $578 million. Colorado, four hundred and eight. million. You go down the list, all the way down to Iowa, $210 million bet in Iowa. New York just got legalized. They're 51% tax they're taking, by the way. Whoa. So if you think about what New York made here, let's just say Jersey is a comparable, even though New York's going to be even bigger. They made $600 million in tax money. Yeah. Good win. That's an unbelievable get by (laughs) New York. I mean, that's quite a racket. All right. That is is quite a racket. But the government knows that. But as this money continues to go up and up and up, 
More eyes are going to be on the fuck-ups, the fuck-ups, mm-hmm. the fuck-ups, and the refs need to stop it. But with that being said, Steelers get a win. Uh-huh. Big time Here win for the go. Pittsburgh wow. Steelers. Zito is very depressed, like legit yeah. pissed off about how last night well, won. He got quoted in USA Today. Yeah. Justin Fields fuck gets yeah. treated differently than every other quarterback. He's getting hit. He's not getting calls. Obviously, the Carenti Cassius Marsh on a third down in fourth quarter. I mean, there is a lot that the Chicago Bears fans can be pissed off about it, but it's the NFL. You guys got to win on Monday night. I assume that's how Great win. Boz was awesome. Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger gets his 50th game-winning drive times. Ties Patrick Thomas Edward Brady for wow. 50. Wow. That was beautiful. Pat Brady. Steelers beat media darling, best rookie quarterback of all time, Justin Fields, <laughs> who gets treated just like, I don't know, a handful of other quarterbacks in the league. Uh, they beat the Tommy Lee oh, curse. He was there fucking swinging the flag oh, last come night. come on. Dude, Tom Brett, Brett Michaels. Michaels. Oh, Brett Michaels. Hey, by the way, I decided bed. after last night, I'm a Brett Michaels guy. Hell Me yeah. too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He has no man. idea. He's trying his absolute best in all these videos. Like, whenever he did this thing oh, yeah. that we all mocked, he was legitimately just trying to get the boys pumped. Yes. Yes. Looking his soul in that towel. I saw him. Listen, him and Rocky Blyer and the vet diner. Yeah. They were undefeated when they were together. That's for right. the troops. And I saw, for the troops. And I saw uh, Brett Michaels cut a promo on his plane. He was like, hey, we're coming. Here we go. <laughs> yes. I think he legitimately. Oh, I don't. Like, I, I don't necessarily think I'm on board with any more Brett Michaels slander. No Thank way. You. Never have been. Never yeah. will be. Well, I mean, I kind of promoted it there for a little no, bit. No, because it was coming from a place of love. Well, whenever yeah. he wanted like, to be This become, guy loves the Steelers. Well, when he became a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Oh, true. true. That was when I kind of had to let Eyebrows it Eyebrows got raised Yeah, because we're Pittsburgh Penguins, obviously, pal. What are we yeah. even thinking here? Yeah. I get it, Tampa Bay Lightning. Johnny come lately. They have a great team. They even <laughs> yeah. cheated salary cap. And I was even saying, go bolt there yeah, for a right. while. Brett, my, your Brett Michaels can't have it. Uh-uh. But after watching the entire situation unfold yesterday and what he did last night, hat on top of bandana, yep. uh, of I fucking love uh, Brett Michaels. On top yeah. of natural real hair. Yeah. Bingo. Whoever. Uh, so anyways, you ahead. Whoever draws on his mustache and chin. By no, the way. Oh, no, no, no. See, no, that's no. what I'm talking about. Oh, it's not slander. I'm, I'm saying, saying it's unbelievable art. Whoever you need does to stop. That. Him and uh, the guy from Motley Crue are going on stadium tours. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to go sell really? stadium tours. Yeah. Motley Crue? Yeah, they're getting all the old costumes out. They're going out there and they're going to fucking rock it. That'll Don't even awesome. worry about it. I can't wait. The guy from Motley Crue, though, is going through something. I hope he's okay. This is all from Brett Michaels' promo video that he cut. This right. Year. Wish guy was okay. Can't wait to get back on a stadium tour with you. You're going to be okay. Can't wait for the stadium tour. Though. Right. Good mm-hmm. promo. Hope he's okay. Whatever the case, Brett Michaels, Rocky Blyer, and the vet swinging the towel before the game, undefeated. Go back to your place. They had to deal with that. They beat that. And then not only did they beat all those things, they did also beat the refs, So, which is a shout-out. That's good teams. Good teams beat the refs. Okay? You guys got screwed? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you you saw, but every single play they line up in the neutral zone. Bears have no idea what the neutral zone is. Their tackles were jumping off sides all game. There was a fucking Mickey Mouse catch down the sideline. Cassius Marsh, Marsh, if he wasn't falling asleep in fucking Bill Belichick's meetings, oh, maybe yeah. would I would know yeah, that you can't walk 15 yards to the opponent's sideline. Fucking get off. Well, they needed a body, is what Diggs was saying to that. And to your point that Zito's upset. Zito fucking reads what the internet's doing. Like, oh, well, this is what. No, no, saying. no. Whoa. Zito's in USA Today. Yeah. Zito's in USA Today. He was in USA Today. I'm the one who the first, knocks, bro. Probably yeah. the first game he's watched this year. <laughs> hey, bro, he's a thermostat, not a thermometer. Hell yeah. Right. You set the temperature. You don't tell it. What's that, Nick? Can I just say, I will acknowledge 
despite Tony, it, it, he refuses to. The abhorrent job by the referees last night. Yes. You having said moaning, that, son of a bitch. Having said that, <laughs> <laughs> having said that, are we not going to talk about Cassius Marsh doing a spinning roundhouse yes. kick hey, after the so sack? Sweet. Yeah. That's and sweet then, and then walking across the field yeah, to pose a, in front of the sideline. Yeah, like certainly, you got your celebration in Marsh. Get off the field. Sir, listen, I understand that. Okay, and I. I mean, it was a little long. I mean, he did the entire. Go back to your opium, then, dude. Whoa, Whoa. Tony, Holy he shit. sells Pokemon cards. He's Holy not doing shit, opium. Dude. What? <laughs> The fuck just happened? You've seen the guy. Because oh, he has long oh, hair? You're an idiot. You're he looks awesome. Yes. He, last that night, jacket? That might have been the best dressed human I've ever <laughs> seen in a uh, post-game press. Good jacket. Yeah, yeah, he looked unbelievable. Good jacket, good celebration. But anyways, let's get back to it. The spinning kick thing, yeah. I think that's enough. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But, you know, as he's thinking about it, you know, also, where's that fucking outside linebacker's coach? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That whole thing. So, obviously, the right way to handle it is to get a sack against a team that cut you in the fourth quarter of a massive game on a third down and then just walk right off the field. Okay? Now, a little bit better. Get the sack against a team that cuts you in the fourth quarter on a third down in a massive moment. Then do your spinning kick. Yeah, yeah. Kick. sweet, sweet kick. kick. Cool. Maybe the coolest celebration I've seen in some time. A lot of kicking celebrations, by the way, by defensive linemen and outside mm-hmm. linebackers, which I absolutely love because guess what? They kick ass. Hell yeah. His spinning roundhouse kick thing where he got in the air actually. Incredible. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Do that, then go off the field. One way, though, you could see how you could potentially get to. Spinning kick after sack. Ju- Whoa, well, that motherfucker told me I'd never play again. I remember. <laughs> Turn around. You know, because you, you have no idea what happened. And then Presley Harvin is jogging onto the field at that exact time. And then Carenti goes, not on my field. Nuh-uh. You do that rounding, house kick Stop if you that. want. You do all that. But you ain't doing that on my field. And what we're saying is. What a piece of shit. That shouldn't be what extends a drive. Then. Right. No way. Exactly. You know what I mean? That shouldn't be how it goes. Marsh definitely has to handle that in a more hilarious way, a much more efficient fashion so the penalty doesn't come. But, man, how do you tell somebody how to act in a moment that you cannot prepare? Act like you've been there before. Has Cassius Marsh ever sacked Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football in the fourth quarter on the third down after being cut from that team and then – like the juice is what makes the game, and everybody handles everything differently. We're not saying that, you know, some people would be able to do that and then just jog off the field. Shout out to those people. Mm-hmm. Shout out to those people. But the reason why, whenever I would go out and kick balls and something good would happen, I would get happy because I legitimately okay, I worked my ass off and fuck you. Like this mm-hmm. is like I felt so good about. It. So I have a lot of. Um, understanding almost more so for the people that are over emotional than the people that are mm-hmm. under emotional because I think I view the world of sport as an emotion like hey you should you should be passionate yes. like you should want to win you should because that drives you to work harder that drives you to hopefully make better decisions that type of thing is something that the NFL should want out of people as opposed to the opposite and when you're putting Corinthi in a position to not only hip check but also not on my field you're ruined like I don't think that serves the game well at all I and think it's very dumb there shouldn't be like judgment calls like him basically saying well the, the way he was with posture. his posture it's like oh, okay so every 
every single time this happens, you have to kind of see the way this dude's doing whatever he's doing when he's celebrating. He wasn't saying anything. He wasn't yelling. And to your point about the celebrations, like when you see guys like Adam Thielen come out and other NFL dudes like, hey, this is why the game is awesome because it is an emotional game and you can put your heart and soul into it. And then you get rewarded. And Belichick's also talked about that whole celebration thing and the message it sends. And also, like, because of the fact that you work this hard, you should be able to do that. Yeah, Bill Belichick actually had an entire film room where he had a laser pointer. It's in uh, one of the do your jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and he shows a touchdown where nobody celebrates, or a sack where nobody celebrates. Mm-hmm. And he circles it with a laser pointer. And he says, what is this telling the other team? You know, like you're not even happy for the guy? Yeah. Like you aren't even. And then he shows a touchdown where everybody's jumping on each other's back. He said, what message do you think this sends to the other team? What message do you think this sends to the fans? What message do you think this? This is a team that's happy. This is a team that has worked hard. This is a team that's enjoying what they got going. This is a much stronger, more powerful team than the team that is not doing anything. But the people on the internet that want people to do nothing, it's like, I understand that it's probably impossible to, for you to fully comprehend how an NFL athlete would act in a situation, but there should never be like a, a want for people to lose their passion because that is the knock on the NFL, right? That is the knock on professional sports by the people that love college sports. College sports, oh, they care. They this whole thing. Yeah. And then in the NFL or in the NBA or in professional sports, all they care is about is their check or whatever. It's like, do you think Cassius Marsh at that moment gave a fuck about how much he was being paid? Or do you think he cared about the moment and what he just did for the Bears and against them? Like that passion is not something that they should be trying to dial it back. We all agree that the in the face, jawing, pushing, like that's just, you're, you're accomplishing nothing. It looks bad for the league. It looks bad for the game. But those moments, oh, yeah. like that, that's poetic. Like that is what is supposed to happen. Like that is what you should want to happen. And I don't understand why it's still a thing. And Torrenti, by the way, him saying it's a point of emphasis this year means that he's still being told by the NFL, like, hey, we still do not want this thing so to happen. Bad. It's like, yo, get over it, bro. You can't expect guys to be emotionless when other people are legitimately trying to kill them and take their heads off. Like, you're going to, I mean, it's a very violent game. And when guys, you know, either, I mean, are going back and forth with the guy all day, you get smacked. Like, you can't expect that guy not to get up and give a fucking first down. Like, he's going to be jacked up. Like, these guys are trying to kill him. They're, they're, it's combat. Maybe he's going to be jacked because there's yeah. people that aren't true and those people never get but it's like not everybody's going to be the absolute same no and not every guy like you said has has been there before and has had that opportunity it's a huge moment there's a lot of guys yeah exactly the whole game he probably lost every other snap before that and then he (laughs) finally gets a sack and it's like you want him to just basically walk off the field well tj lang also said you know like you didn't even (laughs) yeah dude six seconds It didn't matter what happened there. Seven, it was in the stars last night that seven was going to win. Of course, sure. Uh Tony Carrenti happened to be maybe Orion's belt in those stars to really help the whole thing come together, but you're right. It's about time the Steelers got some fucking calls. (laughs) How about the Bears? You guys just get screwed all the time, huh? All the time, yeah. Just let the boys play, you know? Simple as that. That'd feel pretty good, though. That's not what it felt really good. Cover Muth, maybe, and then you'll have a chance. It's impossible, but he's beast. Especially when fucking Heath was in Nas. Yeah, Heath and Moose meeting each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great tweet, by the way. It yeah. was in the stars for him to get two last night. Thor and Superman. So. Wish Chase Claypool would have scored. That would have been yeah. cool. I had yeah. like a massive one that would have hit. Mm-hmm. Oof. The over, I thought, 
we're staring down the over game because it was at what 39 and a half so yeah so i felt like the sports book were like hey it's gonna be a bad game it's gonna be a bad game now granted the fourth quarter popped off completely yeah. to get there but i had the over Steelers money line, Bears plus seven in, in a series of like 10 different parlays. Mm -hmm. I hit a few of them, but if Chase Claypool scores, I mean, this one parlay would have been one of those ones that you put out. And he could have went through his hands, but Chase Claypool was getting raped in the end zone mm -hmm. by a Chicago Bears player. And that was not called, Tito. Nope. That was not good called. Good defense. Well, good defense. I don't know. They Whoop. called the other 46 of them. <laughs> Roquan Smith is awesome for the Bears. Yes. No Khalil Mack. Yeah. yeah. I think the Bears fans should be pumped about what they saw last night. Like yeah. out of Justin, Justin Fields. Fields is he guy. was the best quarterback on the field for sure. Okay. I mean, when it's all said and done, I don't know if that'll be the conversation. Maybe at the time. He missed like five, six throws that yeah. made you go like, okay, he's like, thought he would hit those. Yeah. Thought Justin Fields would hit those. But then yeah. there were some plays that he made. It was like, oh, shit. This Woo. guy is the guy. Yeah. Not bad for a rookie. Drive at the end of the game was awesome. Yeah. Dime down, Robinson. That wasn't the last drive again. Now, Nagy, yeah, so the last drive of the game was drive, the 65 yeah. yarder. But uh, Nagy, um, better record than Shanahan. Mm -hmm. yep. Shanahan's not sending Cairo Santos out there. Probably Cairo not. Santos no. for a 65 yarder. Tell you what, if the field goal Probably posts not. were at the front of the end zone like they used to be, he might have had a shot. Yeah, the CFL, I think it out. still hits. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I think it still hits the thing. I don't think it goes in. We got to get to a break. That's, by the way, that's an impossible kick. Yeah. That is, you're asking a lot. But I appreciate the fact they sent him out there because the Broncos do have a guy in McManus that yeah. can go from a long, long way. And they could have kicked a 68-yarder at the end of half. Instead, they had Teddy Bridgewater roll right and get sacked by two people. Yeah. That was in a dome, too. It was in Dallas. Yeah. I bet you McManus still – he didn't have his great greatest game, by the way. He missed an extra point. He missed another kick. In those moments, you know, you hope that they don't show up on a day where you're not kicking well. Mm -hmm. But he's probably pissed off that Fangio did not let him do that. I would assume so. But Santos isn't a guy like, hey, I have the strongest leg in the world. McManus. And those are guys like, hey, I got a big leg. Go ahead and give me a shot at this thing. Santos walks out there for a 65-yarder, though. He knew. Yeah. Gave it his all. He, did did his a, he, he even did a uh, he did a, the Justin Tucker little yeah. stutter step thing mm -hmm. to try to get a little bit more in there. But 65 in Pittsburgh is a lot, lot of ass. Yeah. Yeah. Probably would have been good from like 38. <laughs> I think it would have split the uprights from 35. Yeah, uh -huh. I think so. 45. Yeah. He looked like Janikowski's attempt from 75. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Lane Kiffin sent Janikowski out for a 75-yard field goal. Beast. That thing landed. It was a kickoff. Yeah. yeah. It landed like the one or the goal line or whatever, much like Cairo. So this is not a knock on Cairo. This is like, a, hey, sometimes there's no reason for you to even think about what you What do you get. think Janikowski said to Lane when he told him to go out there? I... Honestly, I couldn't even guess, but I assume it's, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that is what Janikowski said. And then when he didn't make it, he, eh, huh? 25. Huh? <laughs> We're back in four minutes with some phone calls on this beautiful Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I reach out to Boz to come on the show today. Oh. I did hear back from Boz. Okay. Boz does not love speaking. Okay. <laughs> respect. Okay. I said respect. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Hell of a fourth quarter by him. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So 
Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. <laughs> when you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom. right. Dingers. Downtown. <laughs> Bingo. Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Conversation is about to take place with a man who is the current reigning, defending, undisputed MVP of the National Football League. A man who has come on this show for two years now, every single Tuesday, and chit-chatted about everything happening in his life and in football. The first year of doing Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays, he went on to win the MVP and they lose in the NFC Championship game. This year's Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays were supposed to lead to a back-to-back MVP candidacy and also a Super Bowl run. Let's have the time of our lives while chatting with a guy who is known as the best ball thrower to ever play football. Hell yeah. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday became Aaron Rodgers Friday last week because the world was a buzz on the state of his vaccination status and COVID in general. Here we are four days later from that conversation. A lot of reaction, a lot of words said about it. Joining us, hopefully feeling good, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, man. Hey, man. How you doing? How are you? You okay? You sound good. You look good. Everything good? I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. How was it? How was the entire run? Do you feel like uh, in the house, the boredom, the loneliness, the potential reading of the reaction of Friday is, is, is the part you're dealing with now? Or how's the body? You think any lasting terms or lasting effects you feel as of right now? Well, I, I hope not. I, I'm feeling really good. Uh, you know, I'm definitely fortunate to uh, have... The type of care that I've been uh, uh, I've been able to have is I know it's uh, special and and it's helped me get through this uh, better. I um, also know that it hasn't been like that for everybody. I know this isn't uh, you know a difficult time for so many people um, dealing with COVID, and it's been a tough two years for uh, a lot of people. Um, this uh, has definitely been a time of a lot of reflection. You know, I've had time to think about a lot of things in my in my silence here, in my quarantine inside. Of, you know, I'm obviously in Green Bay, not in uh, L.A. as was reported. <laughs> I have been at my house for my quarantine. 
But, uh, look, jokes aside, I understand that people are suffering, and this has been a really difficult time uh, for the last uh, two years on so many people. Um, I think we all know uh, individuals who've lost their lives personally, uh, people who've lost their businesses, uh, their livelihoods, their way of life has been altered completely. And I empathize with those things. And I also know how sports can be such a, uh, a connector and bring people together in times of adversity. And I do realize that I am a role model to a lot of people. And so I just want to start off the show by acknowledging that, you know, I made some comments that, that people might have uh, felt were misleading. And, uh, you know, to anybody who felt misled by those comments, I take full responsibility for those comments. And I'm excited about feeling better. I'm excited about moving forward and hopefully getting back with my team and getting back to doing what I do best, and that's playing ball. It's been tough to be away from it. Um, I've been, you know, obviously dealing with uh, the COVID, and I feel like I'm, uh, I'm on, on the other side of it, thankfully, and thankful uh, to still be able to uh, have something to look forward to this weekend, hopefully. Well, I appreciate you opening with that and stating that, and you talked about the reflection that you've had here all by yourself in your COVID cave over there in Green Bay, not in LA. Um, that was wild. That's your life, though, I guess. Game of Thrones, that guy turns a corner. Oh, is that Aaron Rodgers? No, that guy's not an athlete. He's terrible. That guy's <laughs> life gets ruined. This guy's getting coffee in L.A. His entire life is getting ruined. Oh, that guy's got tiny little feet, got no hair on his hands, and he's getting into a shitty car. Let's have a little bit of res This guy thought he was doing the right thing. He's getting buried publicly by everybody, but that's life as Aaron Rodgers. And I, we all know from listening and chatting with you that you're very much a reflective person. You spent all offseason, I think, uh, doing a lot of self reflection, a lot of finding yourself, a lot of figuring yourself out. And you've done that in the offseason. I think that is something that is about you that everybody who knows you understands about that. The last four days or whatever, since you came on on Friday, where you spoke for 46 minutes or whatever about your feelings and why you chose to do what you do, the reaction afterwards, is that why you chose to lead off with that? Did you feel as if people thought you were maybe tone deaf to the entire situation of uh, COVID? Is the response from Friday what you expected, what you didn't expect? And uh, at this point on a Tuesday, are you excited that football is potentially the conversation going forward? I'm definitely excited that football is in, in the conversation. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, just going to gloss over the last few days. I also, and, and people that know me know this is true, I'm not spending time reading things that are out there. I know that there's a lot of stuff out there. I know there's been a lot of comments said. Um, I, I understand that th this... Uh, issue in general is very charging to a lot of people because we're talking about public health and I totally respect that. Um, I made a decision that was in the best interest based on consulting with my doctors and I understand that, that not everybody's going to understand uh, that necessarily. But I respect everybody's opinion. Uh, go ahead. You got a question? Yeah, the doctors that you consulted with. Dr. Joe Rogan and which other doctors? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I have a lot I have a lot of admiration for, for Joe. I, I definitely talked with about uh, a dozen friends of mine who dealt with COVID, and they all were very helpful in different ways, Joe being one of them. Uh, but, uh, but again, that's, that's a society we're in. Again, I have no judgment. This is, you know, hate is not going to uh, bring us out of this uh, pandemic. It's going to be connecting and, and, and love. And, I'm not going to hate on anybody that uh, has said 
said things about me. Um, I, you know, I believe everybody is entitled to their opinion, um, and I always will believe that. I think that it's a time to move forward for me and, and talk about football. I'm thankful again to be on the other side of this and to be healthy and coming out of this because not many people there, there's been a, a number of people who haven't been able to to overcome COVID. So uh, I empathize with anybody in those situations. I've tried to help out in ways, um, you know, where where it made sense, uh, not just in Green Bay but in Northern California and and. You know, it's been a tough time on a lot of people and, and been uh, a good time for reflection for me personally. Have you talked to anybody since you came on Friday and, and made all your comments and, and tried to clarify things a little bit? Have you talked to people since then, like on both sides? Are people trying to reach out to you and try to educate you? Or like, have you had to, have you jumped on a call with anybody to, to clarify anything at least or try to explain yourself even more? No, you know, I stand by what I said uh, uh, and the reasons why I made the decision. Um, but, but not really. I've I've been actually doing a lot of reading. <laughs> You're surprised to hear that, but I've been doing a lot of reading and uh, watched some ball on Saturday and obviously on Sunday watched uh, you know watched our guys. So um, I've been you know really uh, insulated uh, to a lot of things and 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 on my own choosing to just uh, you know go inward and and be reflective and meditative and. And read, and then also, you know, I love football. So Saturday and Sunday, I watch the ball. Okay, so last question about this whole thing before we move on to how it was for you to watch the Packers play against that Chiefs team, and what you look forward to going this week, and everything like that. Um, whenever you say you have been, what was inundated? Is that what you, was that the word you used? Draconian last week. Now, I think insulated. Insulate. Whatever the case is, you've been in your own little world here. Obviously, when you see reports come out that say you're upset about the reaction and then that garners and you might not even know this now there's an entire news cycle happening about you being upset about the reaction to what you said on saturday because people had an anonymous source that told them uh how you felt about this you do you just is this why you said like you just try to stay out of everything because there's just so much shit that comes out about you and everything you do anonymous sources now with how you reacted to the reaction of your reaction to the COVID situation is now starting an entire news cycle and a judgment on you as a human do, do you just try to stay out of that or do you want to maybe try to address those things what like how do you handle that you think i don't really feel like there's a need to address that Pat. i mean uh, I've talked to a small number of people, um, you know, people in my inner circle who wouldn't go on the record to be an anonymous source. Um, look, it's been a reflective time for me. I've, I've had some great conversations with people, um, you know, people who are vaccinated people and people who are not vaccinated people for various reasons. You know, I don't, I respect everybody's opinion and I don't, I don't only talk to yes people or people who you know, allow me to, you know, to live in an echo chamber of my own uh, thoughts and beliefs. I, that's, I, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong student. I love learning and, and acquiring information and talking to people with different point of views than I have so that I can understand situations and, and, and their feelings better. That's how you grow. That's how you learn. That's how you become either stronger in the points you believe in or how you adjust your your own uh, belief system? It's only through question and 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 study and conversation. So, um, 
Dogen. There's there's obviously going to be stories, but I, I'm not going to chase these stories down. I'm just going to get back to doing what I do best, and that's playing ball. Okay, so it sounds like with the way you're talking about getting back into football and the excitement of getting back out there and doing your thing and watching the games all weekend, in one of your quotes you said on Friday, the right's going to champion me, the left's going to cancel me, but I don't give a shit about either of them. Politics is a sham. In a roundabout, I don't know if that was your exact quote, but it was a roundabout. That has happened, by the way. And I don't have the ability to read or meditate. So I have been in the streets of the Twitter mentions of you for a while because obviously I'm getting tagged in a lot of them. That has happened. And it sounds like you have zero desire to continue to be a poster boy for anything like this. Is, is that an accurate assessment on the entire situation? That is, Pat. I'm a... I'm an athlete, I'm not an activist. So I'm gonna get back to doing what I do best. And that's and that's playing ball. Like I shared my opinion. It wasn't one that was that that was come to uh, frivolously. It involved a lot of study and what I felt like was in my best interest for my body. But I'm you know, further comments, you know, I'm gonna keep between myself and my doctors and um, you know, I don't have any further comments about uh, about any of those things after this interview. All right, dope. There's going to be investigations into the protocols and everything like that. The NFL will have its say. It'll continue to go because you're Aaron Rodgers. But we can't wait to watch you fucking sling the pigskin again, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go, man. There was a, who was the golfer that got COVID and then became a better golfer afterwards? What was his name? Big guy. Big guy. Spanish guy. John Rom. John oh, yeah. Rom. John Rom, he does that. There's been stories of, you know, people getting COVID and coming out on the other side somehow better, whether it's because they are forced into an isolation reflection period and mentally you can adjust some things whenever you're being forced to sit out of what you do. How do you feel mentally going into next week? Did you learn anything from watching the game at home? Is there a new perspective? Just where are you post-COVID getting back into football, Aaron? Well, I've watched three games on TV now in my career. I watched a game in 2006 after my foot surgery uh, against the Seahawks. I watched uh, a game against the Saints after I got my show, uh, my collarbone surgery in 17. And this one now is my third one. It's not fun. Uh, it's hard to be away from the team. I'd rather be on the sidelines not playing than watching from home. Um you definitely just a different perspective uh, with the camera views and, and some of those things. But, um, look, it's hard to be away from the guys. I missed being there. I'm proud of my guys. I'm proud of the way they battled, um, all the guys. I thought the defense played really well. I'm proud of Jordan, the way he battled. Um, you know, I thought he hung in there and played tough um, and made some really good throws. Uh, obviously, special teams was, uh, was not special in the game. And, and you know, with – couple things uh cleaned up you know that game is uh looks a little different i think so we got to be better in those phases but yeah i don't want to miss any more games it's it's uh it's hard to watch hey so as far as you know what is your situation going back you're allowed to go back to the facility saturday and do you have to test negative or not and have you given any thought to what it's going to be like are you nervous like it's a weird first day to go back to now not nervous. No, I'm excited. I mean, I've heard from so many of the guys. I've kept in touch with them. I mean, every single day I'm hearing from a bunch of guys and, and the coaching staff. So, uh, uh, I mean, the whole organization has been really supportive and, and great through this time. So uh, I'm excited to get back with them. I was just texting with a teammate actually right before this. Um, you know, it's, it's the hardest part is being away from those guys. 
But as far as I know, you know, it's 10 days is up, uh, and Saturday I can go in the facility, um, and then I'll be able to uh, to play after that. Okay, so you'll be in Zoom meetings all week. Will you be through the walkthroughs as well? Because there were some coaches. I mean, I, I think you being there is just as important as some of these coaches that allegedly get voice of Godded, iPaded into the walkthroughs and practices. Is that going to happen? Has there been conversation about that? Um, yeah, I'm going to be a part of as many of those conversations as I can. Uh, so I'm sure there'll be Zoom links uh, coming shortly to my email um, for uh, for Wednesday. Is there any thought you're not going to play on Sunday at all? No. Uh, I mean, I think there's a possibility, but uh, a small possibility. Was that because of you health-wise, body-wise, or preparation-wise? I just did believe that there's uh, you know, a, a health hurdle that I have to, you know, as far as like uh, – movement and sweating and getting into it making sure that my body is uh you know especially heart is is uh you know is fine with the physical exertion have you tried any of that yet have you have you gotten your backyard and maybe ran a solo two minute or something have you tested (laughs) yourself physically (laughs) i haven't done that you know what you should do you know you need to break the huddle too yeah oh yeah hey you gotta worry about potentially breaking the habit 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 ready I think you need to do all of that, you know, just like Russell was coming back was doing yeah. before the game. How are you going to adjust that? How are you going to mock a practice while you're locked in your house all by yourself? I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure something out, man. What the fuck? How do you know if you're ready physically, though? Yeah, what are you how, do you, do? how are you going to know that? How do you know? Like, that's real. Yeah, they- how do you get over that hurdle? Well, I'm going to start working out. Um, I've been doing some walking and some uh, yoga. Uh and I'll just amp it up this week and, and do some uh, some higher physical exertion throughout the week and and conditioning and hopefully uh, you know feel feel great on Saturday go through the walkthrough and then be ready to roll. You said that you did a lot of reading. Was was also like do you just start studying for the Seahawks last Wednesday when this all starts happening? So you almost come off a bye week mentally against the Seahawks, or is that starting like this week normal standard game preparation? I mean, fairly normal, I would say. Maybe a little bit of jumping ahead, but fairly normal other than that. Can I ask you about Jordan Love's performance and your thoughts on what it could have been like for him or what it had to have been like for him, especially, you know, with his mom and girlfriend sitting in the top of the top row up there, which, by the way, that is something that does happen in the NFL, especially for younger guys, whenever the ticket allotments at away games. I don't know if I've ever seen a starting quarterback's mom on the last row up there but that is a an entire gamesmanship that happens sometimes between teams about where the tickets are at but your thoughts on jordan's performance especially with the situation he was thrown into tough situation definitely um i'm really proud of him uh the way he went about his business it is true like the ticket stuff they will put you know home team uh family in some of the worst uh you know spots probably in the state in the top row i mean i always think about chicago uh, where they put those those you know those seats um, up in the top top uh, you know right cold area where the wind just you know hammers them at that point but um, but I'm proud I'm proud of Jordan I thought he hung in there you know and uh, the only thing I told him during the week was just to trust his feet because he is a very athletic guy and I thought he had a nice job avoiding sacks getting out of the pocket making you know positive plays out of uh, you know potential sacks and you know I might have got sacked. <laughs> in certain situations, he was able to lucidly get out of the pocket there and, and have positive gains. Um, you know, there were nerves going for sure. I mean, how could there not be? 
um, and a tough environment to play in. You know, one of the loudest outdoor stadiums in the entire NFL against, you know, the reigning two-time Super Bowl representatives from the AFC. So um, I'm, I'm proud of the way that he battled a big touchdown to keep us uh, to keep us in it there uh, in the fourth. And then, you know, obviously just couldn't get the ball back at that point. But um, but I think there's a lot of really good things to build on, and, and I think that should give them confidence moving forward. 24.5 million people watch that game, I think, which yeah. is up over something like that everybody's assuming that if you do clear the medical hurdles that you will have to clear with that on saturday then they'll have to put you through those tests uh, i think the i mean there, there'll be some sort of clearance test to happen on saturday yeah. so i assume the next packers seahawks with russ coming back yeah, with the yeah. pin with you coming back that number is going to be even larger and jordan knowing all of that by the way jordan has to know all of that when you're watching that game from home are you standing up in your uh Shotgun thing? Are you mm-hmm. dissecting what you would do? Are you doing game checks? Are you doing mental reps? Or are you just watching as a fan pulling for Jordan like, ah, ah, ah? Is that how you watch that game? Uh, I'm mostly laying down watching. But, oh, you know, I, obviously I understand what our offense is and what we're trying to do. So I'm, I'm trying to guess the plays as as we're breaking the huddle based on formation and motion and, and there's any, you know, checks that, uh, that Jay was doing at the line of scrimmage. Um, but yeah, you're pull- those are your boys, you know. I'm pulling for for all those guys, and it's weird because you know on TV, this the angles are so tight. You know, you don't, you know, Jay threw a ball up there, and you're just like, who's that going to? And then Cobby comes down with it, and you know, you know, on a, one of our a big uh, scramble plays, that uh, that kind of got us going there. Um, so yeah, and then you know when Allen scores touchdown, Allen's a good friend of mine, so super pumped for him. But, yeah, it was good to see Marquez come back and run around a little bit. And I thought, you know, some of the stuff we did with some of the four receiver packages was, was good, especially not having Bobby. I thought Mercedes played really well. I thought the line did a nice job. Um, and then defensively, man, those guys played outstanding. Just hey. really, really proud of those guys. How about A.J. Dillon seems to be coming into his own? I don't know if that's just, like, more mature experience or the offense he's starting to either grasp it or you guys are starting to take advantage more of what A.J. Dillon is. How do you see him growing, especially with Aaron Jones back there? That is quite a tag team to go into the playoffs with. Well, his catching of the football, I think, has really improved. And every game it seems like he's making a play in the pass game. You know, he's making a catch and making a guy miss. Um, the running is kind of the standard now. He's, you know, he's averaging four plus yards of carry and he's making guys miss and he's bouncing, you know, bouncing off guys, running behind his pads. Uh, it's been great. He's been a great one-two punch for us uh, with uh, with Jonesy, but his, his catching of the football has been uh, really, really solid. I mean, he's he's been making things happen consistently with it, so I'm really proud of him. He's a great kid, though. I mean, he really is. He, he he works his tail off, and he's just a really good teammate, good locker room guy. And, and it's fun to see his role expand and him make the most of those opportunities. Could you imagine being a guy that would talk shit on A.J. Dillon yeah. from a hit that you made in high school as a 19-year-old and A.J. was a 13-year-old, and then you would still talk shit to this day about that thing? Would you, could you imagine that, Aaron? Is that Connor or what? Yeah. Oh, no, not me. <laughs> hey, it was, a, it was a big time shot in high school, though. I mean, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. won I the mean, game. It was, 
that one hit one it sent the message that ended up carrying through the game. <laughs> All right, anyways, you still the thirty yard gain. Yeah, well Yeah, but the message. But, but the, the message, message lasted Hawk. from from the nineteen year old with scratch offs literally in his pads to the thirteen year old that just got dropped yes. off. Yeah, thank you. I mean that is okay. unbelievable yeah. that that actually happened, but you guys have an Oklahoma drill that needs to be settled. Go yeah, ahead, we'll Todd. see. Aaron, fingers crossed you can play Sunday. When you don't get like practice reps during the week, I don't think with like a guy like Devontae it really matters because you guys just pick up and you'll be on the same page. But like with MVS who's been out for a couple weeks now, like does that worry you at all? Or like how long will it take? How long does it take to get back into rhythm with some of those guys you haven't played with in a couple weeks? Yeah, I mean it might that might be a little difficult. But we have a lot of bank reps. We have a lot of uh, bank conversations about things. I'm not worried about the continuity between, you know, Randall and myself and Devontae and Allen and, and MVS. We have so many reps that we've had over the years. Like, th- there might be, you know, opportunities for, mis- uh, you know, for just being a, t- a tad bit off or miscommunication. But, you know, we're going to be talking all week about the, about the plan. And, um, you know, we, then we just got to go out and execute. That's what we're paid to do is, is to be able to perform those moments. And, you know, hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll be lockstep when we get out there on the field. Hey, I hope your heart's good. I hope your body's good. I hope we get a chance to see you perform on Sunday against Russell Wilson, who just had a pin removed from his finger, working harder than any human in the history of injuries to get Mm -hmm. back. It should be an absolutely electric affair. And before we get to the book club, I have one final question. And I hate to go back to the last four days. It feels like we have been moving forward here. I hate a lot of people for the way that they acted after that Friday thing. Do you? There's no way you're isolated enough that you don't hear any. You had to have heard. There's some massive names, politicians. I mean, your name has been spoke by a lot of people. Are you just because you're like, hey, love will cure this thing. How are you not going to hold a grudge, everybody? And do you know that you're probably never going to win an MVP again? That's probably never going to happen, right? I think that's that's a legitimate, <laughs> legitimate statement. <laughs> <laughs> Legit though, like that. There's a lot of people that vote for that that I think are not faint. Like, do you? How do you isolate that? How do you stay away from that? Because you're talking about everybody on earth talking about you. That's not getting you down at all. I don't. That's incredible mental toughness. If that's the case. Well, you know what? I think first, if you find your identity, identity in yourself and you don't find your identity in the opinions of others mm. uh, you don't need that validation and that love from other people you can get it from yourself and that's not being selfish that's just learning how to uh, in a healthy way love yourself and respect yourself um, and believe in yourself and it definitely was tested you know by some of the comments that I, that I heard and so I'm human I mean you know stuff can, can definitely hurt your feelings but uh Look, I shared an opinion that is polarizing. I get it. And I misled some people about my status, which I take full responsibility of, those comments. But in the end, I have to stay true to who I am and what I'm about. And I stand behind the things that I said. And I you know, have a ton of empathy for people who have been going through the worst part of this pandemic, which has affected all of us in different ways. But so many people, um, you know, like I said, with lives that were lost, lives that were forever changed. Um, and I have a ton of compassion and empathy for those people. Um, and I have tried to help out, you know, as much as I can. Yeah. 
Um, the, the other stuff is so out of my control and there's going to be people that don't like you and they don't, don't and, and, and hate you for things you said or might not even understand what you said or know what you said and might just seen a, a headline and that's fine. Um, I, I believe that people are entitled to their opinion and even if it's the opinion that's unfavorable of me. But I'm going to continue to try and be the best version of me uh, moving forward and I'm excited about uh, getting back on the field as soon as possible. Hey, do you know uh, if offense or defense is getting introduced this week uh, in your game? And have you thought about it all, like what the reaction may be if offense is introduced and you're the last guy out? Have you thought about that? I think it is offense, and I'm excited. There's nothing like running out of that tunnel last, especially. You think it'll be different one way anyway than your normal, uh, you know, how they normally respond? I'm not, I don't know. I'm, uh, I hope not. They show that on, on, on the it. network. Oh, that'll, that clip will make its way. Oh, yeah. That clip will make its way around. Can't wait to see you jog out because that means you'd be healthy enough to play, which is what it's all about. And sticking true to yourself, let's stick true to this segment. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to wrap this thing up with, you know, the most intellectually impressive thing this show has ever been a part of. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for week 10 of the Aaron Rodgers Book Club. Graphic, please! First, it was the alchemist. Then, where men win glory. The giver. Basically identical. Be here now! <laughs> All right, stop. Did you see this? <laughs> I had to do it. Had to do it. Shout out, Dirty. Good work, yeah, Dirty. Good work, Dirty. This was also a part of that decision-making process earlier about the graphics, AJ. Uh, Aaron, you led off Saturday Night Live, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, now response. Let's get back to the book club. The uh, four agreements. You are the universe. The art of war. The power of now. And the outliers was the last book, which was so fantastic. Uh-huh. Hey, why are these people so successful with the things that they're doing? Well, maybe because they come from situations in which it is conducive to do the things that they become successful at. Maybe the research should say, oh, this person has done, for instance, the computer nurse. This person was one of 50 people on earth that had access to computers as like a freshman in high school and knew more about uh, computers than anybody else on the earth because of where he was from. He went on to be fucking Bill Gates. Wow. Yeah, the Outliers is a great book. Outliers is a great book about success. I can't wait for week 10. The book for Aaron Rodgers Book Club week 10 is... Look, I thought it was perfect this week to, to, to put this book up. It's one that I look at every single day. It's called The Daily Stoic. Oh, the Daily Stoic. Ooh, Ryan Holiday. Yeah. And it's Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living. Uh, it's, you know, it's short little uh, passages uh, associated with each day of the uh, of the year, actually. And it's just things to think about that can uh, elicit some thought or meditation. But uh, this book was recommended by a friend of mine uh, a while ago, and uh it's fun to, to look at each day for a little bit of wisdom and something maybe to meditate on uh, during the day. So Yeah, it also helps potentially if the whole world's attacking you. You know, open up the right page there. open up the page Wednesday, Thursday of the Daily Stoic and let's figure it out. We appreciate I thought it was potentially gonna be the five hundred page report. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Maybe one day we'll get that. I can't wait to read the Daily Stoic. I hope you get healthy. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you feel better. And uh, good luck on those internet streets. I'm not sure it's ever going to slow down out there. Not that you care. No, thanks for all the support. 
uh, and all the people that reached out over the last week. It's uh, really helped me uh, during a difficult time. So thank you guys, and can't wait to be back on the field this week. We can't wait to see you, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Joining us is a man who has no feelings, a man from Ohio, a college football national champion, and a Super Bowl champion, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. How's it going, guys? Happy Tuesday. I don't have any feelings. I feel like I have a lot of feelings. I know. Like, that was just a shot at you. you know, that was, <laughs> I, I that, can handle it. Yeah, that was. Uh, I apologize for it. I was trying to figure out how I was going to transition to you and Chuck Berry, obviously, who had to make Jeez. an appearance on this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Oh, did I wear that today? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you? Yeah, I'm sure. I only have a few shirts, man. You know that. Hey, so I'm, limited options. Hey, I have a question. Now, you're – I mean, I don't know Aaron well, like as well as – People Can't wait to see where this goes. That are around him. No, yeah, well, I mean, this could go <laughs> a lot of different ways, but I, I don't know. Literally, I met him in the Bahamas for the first time, got yep. a chance, obviously, to do Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I feel like I'm a, an active listener, so I've learned a lot about him through our conversations and everything like that. I don't really know him outside of that much. I mean, I'm very thankful for his time where he comes in here. These anonymous sources that are claiming he's feeling this way or that way, that would have to be you, right? You'd be one of the only people that could really do that. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Yep. Why are you doing that to him? Because now there's an entire set of stories coming about uh, about him being uh, surprised and not happy about the reaction. Like, who the fuck is re- is that you that's releasing that anonymous source, or is that just uh, potential a uh, bullshit? Well, it, you're going to think I'm joking, but I have no idea. I don't know what these reports are. When did they come out? Like today or last it, it night? It was People. People Magazine reported it, I yep, think, today. Yeah. He's getting coffee. That ele- well, oh, well, I saw the fake picture. Yeah, that's not him, of course. Oh. And I, by the way, I saw a lot of people dissect those pictures, uh, including our <laughs> office, immediately <laughs> yeah. upon those things showing up. I'm like, so wait a second. He flew from Green Bay to Los Angeles? in the middle of this entire thing and he's just casually walking around doing nothing in that outfit looking like that and how did he get so small all of a sudden but that's what's happening with Aaron Rodgers and I guess like you being a friend of his for a long time you've seen this it is wild the way this guy is talked about and covered for everything that he does and believes and how he acts now granted a lot of people will say he deserves it and it's all warranted but this motherfucker is a buzzstorm huh like at everything he or somebody he isn't, like the Game of Thrones character. The Game of Thrones character that everybody thought was him ended up getting murdered because he uh, was duck-footed, he couldn't run that well, wasn't that athletic. But let's remember that that guy, whoever that was in Game of Thrones, he told his family, and that's the biggest moment in his entire life. Oh, yeah, yeah for but sure. But since it was potentially Aaron, then it was a conversation, oh, no, and then, oh, this guy's incredibly unathletic. Now, this guy has a mask on in his car, driving to the coffee shop, walking down the street, trying to do everything that he's being told he should be doing to protect the world. And instead, what he's doing, he's getting buried by Shailene Woodley on her Instagram yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting buried by us and other... That guy has zero hair on his hands. He's got tiny feet, and he just hopped into a fucking Prius. Let's assume <laughs> that Aaron is going to be driving something differently. That is not like this guy thought he was doing it right, but with the way Aaron is covered, you know, he this guy is now getting shots at it. It oh, is yeah. absurd the life that Aaron lives. I'm being 100% serious just now that I've been baptized by the reaction of him just over the weekend. Yeah, well, 
all of this, like he has all of this attention on him, which started because he's such a good football player. That's why people want to pay attention, see what it is, and then his personality and how how he interacts with the media and everybody else. And of course, this whole COVID situation just is a whole nother. I mean, I don't even know where to start, where to begin, on like how how crazy it's going to be. I don't know how long it's going to go on. Like this is something to where. You always think, oh, the news cycle is going to turn over and everyone's going to forget about it. I don't see that happening with this. Oh, bad slate of games on yeah, Sunday. Right. Bad slate of games. And I guess last night, like, the ref decision, which we will ask you about, obviously you've been there much more than us. You've made a sack and immediately flipped off the entire fans yep. and coaches and everything. You've had reactions. No fans. Never, I would never do that to the fans. Well, you looked at the camera. You said, where's my camera? And that you, Where's my camera? Yeah. You actually said that. And then you, oh, excuse me oh, here. You fuck you. Yeah, that's what you did after a sack. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But there was no real story other than the fact that Wait, Aaron didn't play. Why didn't he play? Well, he didn't play because of what he said on Friday. That is now carried into today. Jokic delivering that elbow to the guy's back, the MVP of the NBA, potentially bodying somebody, kind of garners a little bit of a conversation. But whatever he says one hour from now is boom. And then his game on Sunday is going to be judged. And then the next week his game is going to be judged. And everything like that, like it has always been. But I think at this point we can say confidently, and I hate to say this because it was awesome being a part of it, the ride last year, Aaron ain't never winning another MVP, no matter how he plays. I, no matter how he, no matter what he, he ain't winning. The MVP's voted on by the media, right? Yeah, I believe so, yes. <laughs> there ain't no chance <laughs> no of another MVP coming. And, and this leads in perfectly to the regular season MVP odds that are currently sitting out there. Josh Allen is the favorite in the clubhouse, even after what just happened down in Duval where he wasn't able to score a touchdown against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a plus 300. Tom Brady, who had the weekend off, plus 340. Kyler Murray, then Matthew Stafford, then Dak and Aaron. And as soon as I saw Aaron still on this graphic that Dirty made, I was like, well, there's no way he's going to fucking win. I mean, yeah. there's uh -huh. zero chance he's going to No matter what he does, there's zero chance he's going to win. But him getting back Lamar Jackson by the way plus 1100 let's go dude yeah, yeah. hey let's go Tannehill leads the Titans they're number one I guess everybody just assumes they're going to fall off whenever you know no Derrick Henry is a little bit of a tough thing he's all the way down there at plus 3400 but it is a wild life that your friend lives dude hey but going back to that MVP thing which I think they mentioned they mentioned last night I saw on a show there's like oh man Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is definitely the MVP now they were saying like watching Jordan Love play with that team how much better Aaron makes the team and I instantly thought, like, not this year. He sure as hell is. No. I don't know if the time will, will tell. He could throw 600 touchdowns this year, and I think it would be tough for him to still win the MVP. But don't you think that these voters, the people that vote for MVP, don't you think they'll say, like, oh, no, I'm a professional. I can separate this. No. You don't think they'll even take that route? No. I, I think this COVID and, like, the vaccination stuff, I You're think right. that transcends everything no at this yeah, point. No, this is just right. like the baseball. Right. This is yeah. just like the Hall of Fame baseball writers, you know, because whenever I said – Yesterday on the show, and I put a tweet out like, if the Green Bay Packers realize that they're in a window right now with the way their roster is built, that they don't have a year or two for Jordan Love or three, however many years, to get comfortable and catch up with the way they're right. If you want to win a championship, it is going to be in the next couple years with the way the roster is assembled, with the players that you have, and you're going to have to pay Aaron. Like, this is going to be something you're going to have to pay Aaron. I had a lot of these media people telling me, how are those words even coming out of your mouth? with how bad he lied and misled and potentially killed. Like, I had actual people... So, wait, so so are they saying that nobody, that he's going to be blackballed from the league? Nobody's going to offer him a contract? I, I have no idea what they thought whenever I said, like, what they were getting at. But I think what they were saying is 
It, nobody, this guy should not be benefiting because of the way he has handled himself and the way this whole thing's going. But if you look around the NFL, I think there's a lot of other people that have potentially gone through COVID on the other side of it. I think there's a lot. Of, but it's Aaron Rodgers. It's the MVP. So it obviously warrants conversation. And I will tell you this, AJ, if you want to text Aaron and let him know, give him a heads up. Right. I read all the law books last night. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's good. Well, I would assume, Aaron, if he's feeling good, he's probably in his backyard running like a quarantine two-minute right now, right? No, you'd oh, have to. And I thought no. about that because I had, um, once again, I was vaccinated. I got COVID. There was other people around me in a travel back from the place that I potentially had it or in a bed with me the day after I got it that did not get it and then got it from me spreading it. I mean, so it is, there's obviously a lot to, uh, to digest and take in in this entire story. And I never get loud about my situation because I have no idea if I'm an anomaly or if I'm normal. Right. Like I, I like when Aaron was talking, I said, hey, I'm vaccinated. I got covid, but I don't want to be the person that's out there saying, hey, I got vaccinated. And I had like 105 degree fever. I could have went to the hospital. Like at what point are you supposed to go to the fucking hospital? I don't know. Isn't a hospital a decision that you make yourself? You turn, isn't it when you turn blue or something? They say now. Yeah, right. but isn't that a personal decision? Like when you go to a hospital? And when yeah, you don't of course. Go, I mean, I, I just, of, there's there's what. What sends one person to the hospital would not send another person a, sometimes. A lot of people with yours would have went to the hospital. Well, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Like I was I was cooking in there, but I don't know if I'm an anomaly. If I so I don't want to be the one out there projecting like, hey, this Nobody one knows though. It affects everybody differently, I feel like. Well, bingo. And that's why whenever you start labeling everything the exact same, it starts becoming a problem, even though you will never ever nah, be able there's to There's never get any like there's no nuance or need for context in anything. <laughs> well, and that's another thing. A lot of our quotes were getting taken you know, like he sat here for what, 45 minutes, basically. Mm -hmm. And all the people that are telling me I didn't ask any questions like I did, actually, though, like at the end, I feel like I yeah. asked like a lot. I feel like I actually tried to get in there. Nobody listened to the entire because if you listen to the entire thing, unless you just have a feeling that all non-vaccinated people are potentially killing the world, which there are people out there. And I hey, listen. You probably have your reasons for believing that, and I completely understand and appreciate I respect you feeling that way. Once again, I am a vaccinated person, so you do what you got to do. Those people don't want to hear anything from Aaron other than, like, hey, you're getting vaccinated so that everybody else. If you listen at 45 minutes, I thought he was pretty good at explaining why he was feeling the way he was feeling. But this is coming from somebody who I think I'm a naturally much more like, Oh, okay, yeah, and then move on as opposed to other people that don't want to operate that way. So I have no idea what's going to happen in less than an hour from now, but I know there's going to be people that hate him before it, during it, and after it, but this, there's no way he wins the MVP. No, no, no definitely no. not. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but, but you knew, like, that, and today, too, like people are going to take stuff out of context. I feel like the battle lines have already been drawn now at this point. It almost doesn't matter what he says, don't R you think? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. There's, there's people that are like ripping clips out of that thing and then piecing things together that are nowhere near each other. But what? are you surprised? Like, what are you surprised about? No, I'm not surprised. Okay. I'm not okay. surprised. I'm, I feel bad. Yeah, you know? the, the, yeah, I'm pissing off somebody at all times. You know, somebody's I mean, well, in this conversation, no matter what, you know, people on one side are going to hate you, and the other side, you know, they'll either still like you or they'll just agree with you. Which and the majority aren't listening either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of the people I think that were coming after me didn't even listen because the average duration of the video on YouTube, you know, we can see how long people watch and 
there was a couple people that tweeted at me like, after watching that, you should be embarrassing yourself or whatever. And I was like, what's your uh, Google thing? So I can look and see if you actually watched it. Because <laughs> yeah. I can actually do that on the YouTube. I can look into mm -hmm. who watched it, who saw it, from where, how are you, and how long you watched. The average duration was like 19 minutes or 20 minutes, which is very long. That is a very long time. But I don't think we've gotten into the last 25 minutes, but that's going to happen in the world that we're in. I kind of expected it, but I also didn't expect like some people who are supposed to be very well researched, obviously not doing that entire thing in the way they're saying. It's just, it's that all goes scene. out the window here with this situation. I feel like a lot of, I don't know. It's just so like battle lines. Here we go. Which side are you on? And then it is very difficult. If you feel really strong, like one way towards something, I'm not even talking COVID, just anything. And somebody is doing something that contradicts that or they're saying something against your beliefs, it is tough to try to remove yourself enough to actually listen to everything they say. For instance. Because you do go in like, oh, this guy's – like, let's say the Island Boys are sitting there talking about the vaccine yeah. one way or the other. It's going to be tough for people to get over their initial shock of the Island Boys. Oh, yeah. I got a tweet from a guy that was on Nickelodeon. It's in his uh – it's oh, no, his, not, the, not, not guy, Lex right? Lumpkin. His bio? No, no, no. An adult that used to be on uh, Nickelodeon. Okay. Telling me Mark that he, he hopes Bell? I hear. He hopes I hear. Reggie from Nickelodeon. Who's Reggie from Nickelodeon? Reggie from Nickelodeon. No, no idea. It's a guy who tweeted it. He's a, he's a comedian. He's uh, Reggie from Nickelodeon. It's not Screech. Screech, Screech from Saved by the Bell. Rocket yeah. Power? Uh, I don't know. I don't Screech know. is dead? I don't know. Screech is very dead. Yeah, and it, it is... I mean, he really burned bridges on his way out, too, by the way. Damn it. Boy, did he. Get a screenshot. <laughs> oh, so you knew. Yeah. Uh, so you knew. That's yeah. what I was. Yeah. Yeah. Dirtbag. Anyways, this guy tweeted me last night, and me and Aaron, uh, he was in his podcast, and I just so happened to see it. And he said, I, I hope or wish that Aaron hears this and listens to this and comes on for a good conversation, oh. and he hopes that I hear this and listen to this, and I would go on a conversation with him. And no offense, guy who has Reggie from Nickelodeon in his bio, like, y'all, you don't fucking know. Either. Like, why is Reggie from Nickelodeon talking? Like, are you a fucking MD, dude? Uh, do you have a 500-page report? Like, that is, it, it, until... You like I don't know. You know that's what, I mean? what people will say about Aaron, though. They're saying you're not bingo. That's what I'm saying. Like that's but those same people that are attacking Aaron, this motherfucker's on Nickelodeon. Like, hey, bro, uh, no offense to you, I'm sure you're right. You've probably been well versed. But how is what you're saying any different than what's going on over here? And you're burying that. Like it's the same. It's the same situation. It's just on the other side of the. It's never plane. ending. It, it's a never ending cycle. Yeah, it's like all these sports people that get on things. Yeah. It's like, okay. So you motherfuckers are good at sports. You know COVID. You know the entire situation. Now, listen, I understand that we, and once again, I cannot state this enough. I got the vaccine, okay, because, hey, here we go. All right, I did that whole thing. But I did it just strictly because I assumed, hey, this is good, this is good. There's people that don't believe that. There's people that have put, and let's assume people that are making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars through their life are probably investing in a lot of things potentially as well, and they have their own feelings. And I think just at this point, the amount of anger over it is just, I think the energy is being wasted. Like, yeah, honestly. It, absolutely, I, it is being wasted. Howard Stern wants them suspended the rest of the year, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I don't know football, but Aaron must be fucking good because they're putting up with all his bullshit. That was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was an incredible yeah. line from Howard Stern and very accurate, by the way. Be who you can afford to be is something in all relationships. Probably relates to Howard for a lot of his life as well. But oh, yeah. like that is, that's how we started. And then obviously I didn't listen to the entire takeaway. But uh, there's a lot of that happening from a lot of people. And it's like, why? 
we're wasting energy. Nobody's going to change their ideas at this point. Now, that is a hopeless mindset, I guess. And I assume both sides, the loud people that I don't think Aaron wanted to be a part of, by the way, that's why he did do the um, immunized because I don't think he wanted to be one of the people. You would have to ask him and who knows what was in his, you know, his soul and everything like that. But I think both, one side, more people are vaccinated than non-vaccinated. Okay, more people are uh, vaccinated than non-vaccinated. I understand that that is a much larger party. And it feels like there is more people with bigger platforms that are on the pro-vaccine side. But the anti-vaxxers exist as well. And I'm not saying that they should, they shouldn't. I'm just telling you what reality is. And I'm sick of all the wasted energy that is going into this because I think it's time for us all to realize, hey, we just need to move on. This shit ain't going to change. Their stadium's filled right now. Is everybody getting their vaccination card, asked for it, all these things? When people go to restaurants, you're just assuming everybody's vaccinated? Is that what's happening? I guess everybody has the best security in the history of anything. I think what we need to realize is that there is people that are just going before and against everything forever, and there's no reason for the people to get so incredibly upset about it all. I don't, I don't understand it. I appreciate it, I guess, because you care so much about the world and humans and shit like that. But I feel like you're literally just running your head into a wall. And that wall ain't moving, ever. I think you were just doing that. And I guess saying just get over it is a little bit of a, um, like a white flag wave. But all, but legit, like just get fucking over it. Like we need to move on. There's a lot of shit yeah. that we got to figure out. Like there's a wasted lot of en- shit. There's a lot of wasted energy around. It. You're right. Like that. I I find myself like with a group of people, and all of a sudden, like they start talking COVID and talking about what's going on or what's going to happen with kids in school and all this stuff. And I just zone out, and then I'm like, I'm gonna blow my head off. Like, <laughs> this, is this all we talk about? I know we have to do it here, but I'm like, okay, like I don't have any answers for you. Definitely don't ask me my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know either. But now I'm not I'm, asking you either. Exactly. Nobody's fucking asked me except for the people that wanted me to be Mr. Johnny follow ups, which I did ask <laughs> a couple Johnny follow ups in there. I wasn't Cronkite. Okay. And I've never seen Cronkite work, but I do understand that the Walter Cronkite era is hey, this guy gets the fucking answers that is we Brian need. Williams? Ty would know. Yeah, he's a liar. Yeah. The 11th hour. Yeah. Is he the guy, who made, who's the guy that made his like, assistant look at his dumps in the toilet? I don't know if that was Brian Williams. He was the one who was taking RPG fire. I think that was Mitch Kessler, the- dude. Jesus Christ. Mitch I thought you did that. that, that yeah, it was, I think it was, it was, was bad M- Mitch Kessler right now. Yeah. Not Brian Williams. I'm not saying Brian Williams did that. No, he's a fraud. You though. did just say that, and I don't think No, no, I asked the question, but somebody, there's a, a prominent news person that just came out later on in their life. Mitch Kessler. Were- Is it Mitch Kessler? Uh, no, that's a TV show. This was a real human. <laughs> Yeah, but I think we all know that that particular show was based on one person. Not a few, not the, you're talking about the guy that went to Ohio University, the Bobcat? No, not you. Oh, I didn't know that he was a Bobcat. Bobcat. It's not after him, no. (laughs) Of course he's from Ohio. He's Mitch Kessler's from Ohio. Wow. Who are you talking about? Mitch Kessler, dude. Morning show. Okay, and you're saying he is. You guys are on the same page here. AJ Love. Gotcha. Okay, no, no. Broadcasters that went to Ohio U. His favorite broadcaster of all time went to Ohio U. Brenneman. These are all Ohio guys? Marty, yeah. No, 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 Matt Lauer thong. did not do this. I don't even know what the Google about? to look this up to fact check this. Uh, a guy who looked on Google dumped on Ty knows yeah. it. toilet dump specter. Poop news what's, reporter. Poop, 
poop, yeah. Yeah. Grumpy news reporter. What's wrong with having uh, someone look poop. at his poop? Maybe you just no, want to I mean, make sure he didn't have hemorrhoids. Check it out, hole in one, he, right there. He had somebody work for him, and he and it's she a Dania, it disappeared. <laughs> one said, wipe. She said he would make him make her like flush his toilet for him at all times. All right, listen, I don't know anything about what you're stating. It's terrible. That's terrible. I would quit that job. I hope that, I hope that person stood up and quit the job. I hope that person's okay. And whoever that happened to, I would like to send out all my T's and P's. I am sorry that that happened to them. But what I'm saying is, like, people are not going to get past it. It is very evident until the next thing comes. But I just hope as a society we can get to a point where it's like, all right. And then we're moving on. Yeah. You know, and that is just. But that's the thing, though. It's like I was thinking about this and all of the stuff that's happening. Like, what is the next thing that, like, I, I can't think of anything. Like, you mentioned earlier in the week. Like, this is just everything kind of, like, falling on itself. Like, the NFL is bigger than it's ever been. Everyone is only talking about COVID or, like, the vaccine stuff. Like, we had all that, all the stuff with the owners meetings and like all the scandals going on with the Washington football team, the Gruden stuff, the Raiders stuff, Henry Ruggs, like all that stuff is just alien footage is put it was put out. Exactly. Recently. I mean, alien, they didn't, they, you know, we've, we've got more information about UFOs and aliens than we ever have during this time. Was in March. Yeah, but this isn't in like the last week or two. Right? This guy spreads no, no. more misinformation than anyone. <laughs> no, I, know. I got excited. I'm not, listen, misinformation or not. I'm saying that we move, we move past it. They, they, Put out this alien stuff out, and people are like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then yeah, it was the those next. three videos. Mark, I didn't move past, by the way, but those videos had been on the internet for a long time. The Pentagon just confirmed yeah. that they were actual, real, yes. uh, unidentified. No, aerial phenomena. No, UAP, right? Yeah, yeah, unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah, it's not UFOs anymore. It's UAP. Have a little respect. Mm -hmm. That's what they should do. Wheel an alien out right now. Let us all look at it, talk to it, and then maybe we can move past everything and everybody being so opinionated. There's something going on infrastructure-wise too. I think I. Our TR in front of words. Infrastructure. Yeah, I think there's a trillion dollar situation going on there. Are we Whoa. talking supply chain? No, well, see, I don't think the supply chain's <laughs> even being talked about, by the way. That'll be when this whole thing changes, whenever all the uh, gifts and everything stop yeah. showing up. Oh, Suez. Oh, when no one gets, everyone's getting coal for Christmas. Christmas is canceled. Well, not because Thanks of. Thanks a lot. Go ahead. Fox. No, Fox is talking to Mayor Pete. Huh? Christmas is back. Christmas is back. Okay, cool. You're Christmas. with the light on today. Yeah, we actually had to reset the uh, settings in the camera, and we had to do that because we lost all power in our office, but nobody else in the building lost any power. Fascinating. Oh, yeah, that works. Interesting. Uh, fascinating how that happens. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The new like Aaron was today, coming on. Huh? Yeah, on this day, like and then obviously on... Uh, Halloween feel good Friday, all systems down. Yeah, huh. There's a Comcast outage oh, right yeah. now across the country. Serious one. But anyways, we had to reset all the shit, and then Zito saw that that camera potentially had another setting whenever he was resetting it, and we opened it up, and guess who's back? Fucking Gumpy from Hell the yeah. shadows. Yeah. 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 That's actually the best camera yeah, we have. That looks it's incredible. Unbelievable. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, it's not just the camera. I guess it's Gumpy. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Gumpy's no, great. Not. Yeah. yeah, he looks no. good. No. All right, let's get some football. But it has, somebody's disappeared, so that's maybe why everyone's getting so worried and asking all these questions. <laughs> has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. You want to darken his camera again? Uh, yeah, let's put him back into the cave. Gumpy, I would like to know more about this. Oh, of course you would, You AJ. already know, AJ. I honestly don't. Gump? Fauci is 
gone. Oh, I thought oh, you were going to say Warren yeah, Sharp yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Warren I Sharp say Warren Sharp. I am worried. Warren Sharp has not tweeted since Thursday Night Football. Uh-oh. See, that is who Gumpy is in a constant potential. No, I unfollowed. I did, last week, I unfollowed. I oh, hey, yeah. this, hey, hey, this is what people need to do yeah. with the, 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 the vax for non Just yeah. unfollow them. Yeah. Just move on. That's what Gumpy did with one. Is that why he hasn't tweeted since Thursday? Yeah. You unfollowed him? No, you unfollowed him. Have you not seen his tweets or he actually hasn't tweeted? So usually even since I unfollowed him, someone will show up. Like I didn't block him or mute him. So I went back and looked and he is, since Thursday night, it's been radio silence. Okay, well, I want to let Warren Sharp know that I do miss his presence on the internet. His stats and things are mm. awesome. There are people like Gumpy, though, that are about fed up with him acting like he created football. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the one. And Gump has a new public enemy number one on the top yeah. of his list, too. So I think he's up there on all of ours. Yeah, that's, that's for the team. Who's That's this? for the team, that one. Oh. Yeah. Old Parmigiani. Arnold. I'm not being selfish with this one. <laughs> what? This what, one's Tony? for everybody. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Why'd you say this, AJ? You I, said it was that to start this entire I'm, conversation. I'm sorry. I'm curious. I would like to know who Gump is talking about right now. Me too. Who is it? Who do we hate? Moz. Yeah, oh, Maziano. Yeah, Maziano. He yeah. got on his high horse. Yeah, we've Super hated Maziano. What happened? Yeah, Maziano stinks. stinks. That guy, Maziano stinks. That hey, guy I, stinks. I stayed up Friday night and I watched every damn clip that talked about this show. So if you said something, I know. <laughs> That's right. All right. What Ma, did he say? Maz's question. I, I think he was one of the ones that thought that I yeah. didn't do enough cronkiting and things like that, you know. But Maz also, we have history with Maz over here. Uh-huh. Hashtag abolish replay. Yeah, and then he attacked replay and everything yeah. like that. I mean, Moz is that guy fucking stinks. Yeah. AJ, he called you a dipshit. Did he really? I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say I'm coming around on yeah, Moz. Yeah. What Moz, network is he on? Uh, he's on ESPN. Okay, I think. Okay, is he on Get Up? Yeah. Okay, I saw a little bit of him today. Okay. Yeah. So back, what happened between us and Moz is. Um, so during the CBA negotiations, if you do recall. During the CBA negotiations, the NFL was releasing information on the deal that they are trying to get done. And the way it was being presented, the players look like idiots for not accepting this deal. The amount of money, what it's potentially going to be. And all that information is getting leaked to reporters that go on TV and say, this is what the NFL is offering. And it's painting a narrative that the players are a bunch of idiots, basically. And it's like, well, there has to be something in there that the players don't like, that they're not reporting. So my entire take was... The NFLPA needs to start releasing more information about why they're saying no to people so that it isn't just Maziano on GitHub basically sounding like an NFL propaganda machine whenever he speaks, which is what it was every single morning. He would go in there and just say this whole thing. And it was clipped out of context, and then he saw it, and then basically he said that I should never question his journalistic integrity, and he, he like won on this entire thing. I got texts from people behind the scenes at ESPN saying, hey, we like, I like you more than anybody over here, okay? And I know there's problems. But what you said about Maziano is wrong. It was like, what? what? So I actually did. I actually took the high road and said, hey, Maz, I apologize for potentially making your journalism look not 
whatever, you know, like uh, because the way it was said. But I was talking about something much bigger than fucking Maziano. Okay, I was talking about the narrative that was being painted about the deals that are being in place and not being agreed to by the players. It wasn't Maz just so happened to be, by the way, the most recent one I saw before coming in. So there was more than Maz. It wasn't just Maziano. It was a lot of other people. So that was my entire thing, and I can understand how they get upset. But he obviously, you know, sent texts around ESPN for people to send me messages and you know, ask for my apology and all that shit. So he's been Moz since then, right? His name is actually Graziano. He has been Moz <laughs> since then. Okay, like, okay. <laughs> this is, yeah. So I'm, I getting, actually, I'm getting Dan Zeus in, involved too in my head. I'm thinking Dan <laughs> Zeus. So Dan Hand Zeus, I just learned yesterday, his name is not Dan Zeus. I had no. Mandela effect there. That so is, what is this? Okay, Moz's real name is what? Graziano. Dan Graziano. Graziano, yeah. And you call him Maz. Maz, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just because. Sure, for Maziano. But anyways, <laughs> so much. <laughs> it makes sense. We're getting a sports Emmy soon, man. So, yeah, yes. we should. By the way, because, you know, so I didn't like the fact that. Hey, we, hey, you know we never, ever even think about mentioning sports Emmys again. You know that. Yeah, fuck them. But the, 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 the whole, they, give Dan Patrick one and then we'll get one. But I didn't like that. You know, instead of watching the entire clip potentially to like hear, you know, what I was saying, he automatically got offended, upset, and then he started sending texts to people behind the scenes at ESPN to reach out to me and like almost I don't want, I don't know if he thought people were gonna punish me or something. Like, hey Moz, hate to break to you. That don't fucking happen. Uh, I work for me, dude. That it is a fascinating scene there. But since then I was like, I can understand why you get upset from that one thing if you didn't listen to the entire thing and thought it was about you and nothing else. So I apologize for that. We've never met, whatever, move on. So then I stewed on it, obviously, for a few days. I was actually trying to get back on GetUp a couple weeks later, and uh, I didn't love, I didn't love it, you know, the way it was all handled. With the, the more texts I got from people asking me to, you know, hey, what you said about Ma is not, you know, not good. That, I was like, get the fuck out. Like, are we serious right now? Like, that wasn't even about him. So I was going to go on GetUp and hope that Moz was going to be on the same day. And uh, in the pre-show thing, I was going to be real nice, real nice, real nice. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? And then as soon as that thing gets on air, I was going to say, yeah, but uh, Maz, you're a bitch. So yeah. nobody cares. And I was excited to see like Greeny's reaction. You know, like, so that was going to happen. You know, that was going to happen. But That's now a we're... huge missed opportunity by them. They could have got yeah. great ratings. Oh, yeah. Viral clip. yeah, yeah. I think they potentially knew I was maybe up to something, though. You know, I think they potentially yeah, knew I, I was maybe I up think, to something. I think they potentially know that you aren't scared to hold a grudge to the grave. Yeah, well, it, by the way, I did get past it. Because Ma, yeah, I, I got past it. That is big of you. It's big of you to apologize at first. And then I... You did, but we have been stoking the fires ever since. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, the more I started like thinking about the whole situation, I'm like, I wasn't wrong, actually. With the shit they say about people, the shit that they say about people on there every single day, like yeah. what I said, no way. So I like thought about it. and then, I, But since then, I've gotten past it. Like I've got because he's yeah. added great insight and information That's into the sports media world. But then obviously he did not get past everything that happened from way back then. He said that we didn't handle it properly. Blah blah blah. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck Old him. Moss. Moss slash Graziano. I, yeah, man. I, I don't know. You guys need to to add me in on all these beefs you have. I don't know about them. That's really the only one. That's what, that, for me, that's really the only one. Uh, just because... Well, Gump, maybe Gump needs to tell me. I know he has a new guy every day. Now, Gump hates everybody. Yeah. So Mom that is... He's he, uh, very no. un-Canadian of him. No, no, no. Uh, well, he's the least Canadian Canadian of all true. time. I think we've yeah. all decided uh -huh. that. But the opinions and thoughts of Gump do not reflect that of his employer or his peers. Yeah. Because his thoughts and opinions run deep on who he hates. That yeah. is true. I am loyal, though. I yeah. love who I love. Yeah. And if I don't like you, I don't like you. I ain't going to fake it. Yeah. 
Well, you did like Sharpberry for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Not really, no. Yeah, you guys got his Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. He didn't send me one. Oh, oh there it is. Where it started. So, yep. we just I like Warren it. Sharp. Me too, by the way. Because I feel like he does some of the shit that we would never do. It never even think about doing, but it is it is useful. But yeah, it adds to the sports media conversation. I, I think those who follow him very closely, though, you know, we, you and I just see him in bursts, I think. You know, uh-huh. we just see his stats in bursts. I think, just like me, by the way, me in bursts is good. Too much of me, not great. But... Gumpy and Diggs and the gamblers who do all their algorithms and research, like his stats are very important. But then once he starts in Gumpy's eyes and words, acting as if he created football, that becomes a little bit of an issue for Gumpy because the game is much bigger than Warren Sharp's stats. He's got a great mustache, though. Great mustache. He came on the show, gave us great stats. Mm-hmm. I appreciate him. Gumpy, not so much. Moz is the only one where I've had a, oh, I fucking hate this guy. Thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he has, Gump has an issue with, uh, with he, and he also has an issue with, is it uh, Jet passing, right? Isn't it he and Jet who go <laughs> oh, back and forth? Oh, no, 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 no. What? No, we... What? Uh, what? What? Me and, what? Uh, what? Me and Jet had a very nice uh, text message conversation. Wow! Set our swords aside! Yeah. Wow. He's a good man, that Jet. He's a good man. Congrats. He's a good man. What'd you guys say to each other? Said, enough is enough. Put our swords away. Did you wow. threaten to kill him if he ever said anything? <laughs> you guys disagree, right? You guys disagree on some things. No big deal, but we'll move along. Yeah, we both love baseball. That's all that matters. Yeah, and not a lot of people do. Oh. There you go. Two out of ten. You guys there are you in go. a small community. All right, let's get some phone calls. Hell yeah. Hey, what are your thoughts on the game last night? <laughs> 35 minutes in here. AJ, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the game last night? His all-time leading tackler about Cassius Marsh. Like, what do you think about Cassius Marsh's entire – his spin kick is awesome. Amazing. His, in um, full pads, by the way. Amazing. Would be good enough to do all by itself. But then you also have to remember he was cut by the Steelers, fourth quarter, third down, big-time game, prime time. You can see how his emotions maybe get the best of him. Tony Carrente hip-checks him, then makes a call. It's just all this shit is so absurd to even think about. We should be talking about, you know, all the massive plays that were made by both teams, including Chris Boswell, who had the best fourth-quarter performance I've ever seen out of any football player with a fumble recovery, a 54-yard field goal, a 52-yard field goal, and a game-winner from 40 in the same damn quarter. Damn. That's unbelievable. Your thoughts on it all, AJ, last night, Monday Night Football in the Steel City? I mean, yeah, it's tough to, to think about anything else other than the Cassius uh, Marsh situation, like hearing people talk about it. Yeah, whatever. The taunting rule, we know. Stupid. Stupid. If they even continue to talk about it, just dumb. Why don't we just sit here and talk about COVID for another four hours? Like, we were not going to get anywhere with it. But Similar. the Carrente taking that little step back when more Cassius, you saw, was trying to get around him is such a childish move. Like, that's just like like what some – I don't – I cannot imagine doing it. He had to be frustrated to do it. But, man, like, you, if you're the official, you cannot do that. So He can say whatever he wants. He absolutely moved into him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He sees him do the posture, he says. The posture. And Tony Carranti goes, on my fucking field, on Monday Night Football, you're going to posture like that? I don't think so. If he even comes close to me, I'm fucking throwing it. I'm fucking throwing it. I'm throwing it. Then he comes out. He's like, boom, fucking hit me. Play <laughs> boom. That's it. That, is, that is how it is. It's over. I'm calling it. And then in the post game, he was interviewed by pool reporter Adam Hogue. Hodge. Hoagie. Hoagie. Thank you, Hoagie. Hodge. Shout out to him, poor reporter. And he said that it wasn't the contact at all. And I think the reason why he said it wasn't the contact at all is because somebody came into his ear and was like, hey, you clearly backing into him is in slow motion on the internet fucking everywhere right now. 
So just act like that didn't happen. So in the interview, he says, no, 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 I, I, not at all. The, the bumping into each other had nothing to do with it. Is that Carrenti taunting Cassius Marsh then? If he's Look at his answer. Can you pop that back up? Yeah, we read this. That's an answer you say when you're, you're not telling the truth. When they asked if the uh, if that contributed to the penalty, no, not at all. I didn't judge that as anything that I dealt with. Like, what does that even mean that I dealt with? Yeah, it's all bullshit. This is a guy who um, scumbag is a little bit. E it did appear as if he had a couple scum. We don't know what he's like in real life. I'm just judging him on the field. Yes, mm -hmm. on the field uh, seems to be a bit ego driven. Seems to be somebody that wants it to be about himself. And you're going to have to have, maybe off the field, I'm not 100% sure, on the field, definitely that first one. But I'm not, a, you would have to have that type of shield, though, built up around you to be an NFL ref. I understand there has to be some sort of ego and cockiness and confidence to take on whatever when you're going to be hated by everybody. But him potentially taunting Cassius Marsh to remind Cassius Marsh that this is his fucking thing. And then all. Doing the ref equivalent of dunking on somebody by throwing the flag up on top of him. And watching it and staring him down as you throw it up super high, too. Did Torrenti just taunt Cassius Marsh? Mm, sounds like it. Let's suspend him the rest of the season. Wow. Fine with let's me. suspend Torrenti the rest of the season for that. Yeah. And let's, you know, just put him in more power like you do to other refs that have ego problems. Let's put them into the head of the officiating thing. That'll be great. I mean, he did, like, he, he, he was thinking, like, okay, this is a way that I can actually affect the outcome of this game. So I'm just going <laughs> to stick my pooper out as far as I can while this guy walks by, and then I'm going to throw the flag. Anyone who watched that, it was plain as day. How <laughs> Yeah. Pison Corrente. Is he? Sticking the He doesn't pooper. deserve that title. Is he? Tiny Corrente? Scumbag town, probably. I'm not. I don't know what he is in real life. We are strictly talking about all I hate him. I, what about Diggs and Nick? Do they they like him? Well, no. Diggs said that for the first time ever, Steelers are on the receiving end of bad calls, as opposed to the other end, which is what it's been since the beginning of the Steelers. They I thought the low block call that took away the Jimmy Graham touchdown was much worse than the taunting call. Yes. Yeah, but that's third down. That's a drive extender. Mm -hmm. You know, like that is, for instance, Jets, Colts, Thursday Night Football. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yes. Okay, Pittman needed six more yards. If Pittman would have got seven more yards, the risk-free same-game parlay, Thursday Night Football, Thursday situation would not be a dead one. Nope. On the field, watching it in Indianapolis, there was a third down in which they were going to have to punt the ball back to Indianapolis, and it was close enough and the Jets were doing well enough that Carson would have still been on the field. Mm -hmm. And if Carson's on the field, the starters are still on the field. Let's assume Michael Pittman potentially picks up seven fucking yards. Instead, on a third down, face mask, extend the drive. Josh Johnson goes on the longest drive in the history of the fucking NFL time-wise. Mm -hmm. Carson, and then, no, don't even get back out there. That, those third down penalties are game changers. That is a turnover. That's bigger than, that is a turnover that happens on that play. And Corrente just created it with his pooper. Yeah, pretty Cost. evident. Pretty evident. <laughs> Points on the board too. That's, hey, you know what it reminded me of, Pat? It reminded me of what my kids do sometimes. Like if my daughter and son, they fight all the time. She's 10, he's eight. She'll like, if she's standing in the way, we're trying to get out the door to, to go to school or something, it's all this chaos. She'll be like, she'll, they'll be fighting. I'm like guys, come on now, give it a sec. Like, can you guys just stop fighting for a half a second so we can get in the car? 
and my, my son tries to walk out the door and she just throws her shoulder or throws her ass into him and blasts him in the hip or something. And then they get in a full blown fight. I'm like, that's what kids do. And that's what I saw on the field last night. Tiny Correcti. Uh-huh. Back it up. Oh. Not doing anything. What are you talking about? You're in my way. He's like, this is my fucking field. <laughs> he needs to be suspended <laughs> for the rest sideways. of the season. You, you yeah. said it. <laughs> kick him, please, Kick him off the fucking this tour, fucking Pat. Field, dude. <laughs> Kick him off the toilet. Him also holding that thing. Oh, yeah. Dirt bag. I fucking love Scum him. Just, bag. just holding him. Bang. Gotcha. Bang. And then up over his head so dramatically and then just dropping it behind. That's what frustrates me the most is how they throw it in like such, like such vitriol in the throw. Like throw it, Smug. stare at the guy and be like, I got you, bud. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's what he looked like. He taunted Cassius Marsh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Take his fly. Should have been off. offsetting. Sure, I mean, he might. He he probably will get suspended, won't he? Correnti? No, no. He made contact yeah, right? with a player. He was gonna. Who's gonna suspend him? He's doing the Walt Super Bowl Anderson? now. Walt Anderson. Yeah, he might do the Super Bowl. Is how Bears fans probably view this entire thing because Bears fans, I guess, have gotten screwed a lot by the refs. Yeah. Every team has, but I understand on Monday Night Football, the Bears definitely Scumbag. did. The guy in charge made games about himself too. Like, let's not. You know what I mean? Walt is a pretty similar type ref. And Can I'm Rod like, step in? Does Rod have control over this? If he wants to go babyface, you know, he's he's yeah, staring he down heel. He's staring down a heel he persona. He should step Magic in. Magic Roger came out and said, what Tang Carrente did was disgusting. We're going to restart the game Ooh. at the exact spot. Yeah. Let's see who wins this thing. What if Roger has him go Wednesday afternoon football again in Pittsburgh? Some oh, yeah. good ratings. Yeah, he would. He'd make some money. He'd crush. <laughs> Same that, result. That's Hey, that fourth quarter was wild last night, AJ. Mm-hmm. How about I'm Chris? Glad, how I'm about, glad it turned into it turned into a good game. He has a little bit of snooze, or some people might have fell asleep before the yeah. end of it. You know, maybe had to watch it this morning. <laughs> but like, hey, not me, obviously. No, wouldn't do that. No clue. <laughs> I woke up early this morning, excited about what had happened last oh, night. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because I I gained two points on the record because you know had a seven. I basically picked what was going to happen. Not that I was the only one, but in our potential record. I did, and I had to. How about Boswell? Yeah, I'm six and eight. You want four and nine? That's a shit. Wait, why'd you get two points? For that? Well, because I said oh. Bears cover, Steelers will win. I yep. actually made two picks. I said that's get a two out point. of here. You don't get two for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking the new scoring system. Well, there's an asterisk up there. Yeah. I, I mean, I clearly said. Get that out of here. That's a no. joke. No, no not, what are you talking about? No. How did AJ go from four and ten to four and? Don't be a baby. That's unbelievable. I think he's. That is interesting. Change that, Z. Change uh, Gertie, 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 Gertie. We're both for it. Dirty, you did the right thing. Yeah. Dirty, you did the right thing. Stop crying, we'll look, the, we'll look the week Pressure time. from the boss, of course. It's like you probably, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> oh go ahead. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, listen, go Dirty, ahead. you can drop that down to five and eight, I guess. Okay. okay. Send AJ oh, some okay. tissues. Okay, since AJ's so upset, even though, you know, I clearly said, this is what's going to be happening. Uh-huh. That's Wait, when did you tell him to do that, for real? When do you act like you really get two points for that? This morning, yeah. This morning, he showed the thing. I'm like, do I kind of get two, I think? Let's put an you thought, slide. you thought that slide right by? Yeah, yeah, I did. Because I, I, I assume you just don't look at any of these graphics. I assume you're just, your rocks and your brain's just back on monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> All right, I want five and eight. You want four or nine. That's a shame. Still mm, beat you. Loser. But. Um, well, I mean, I st- weren't we tied? Yeah, we were until I won last night. You lost. And I won last night, too, though. No. No. no, no, no. no I had the Bears at the, the, the spread. No. no, you didn't. But you didn't say Steelers were going to win. Bears are going to come. Yeah. <laughs> Wait that, a second. No, no. You messed my score. You gave me a loss. No. Whoa. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, cool. Nothing's real then. Nothing's no. Real. Nothing's well, real. well, hey, that dives okay. us into a much deeper conversation. Yeah. And do we have I mean, any time? For real, though. 
When and like time. When, when did uh, when's the first year? What year did everything start? Well, is it when Jesus was born, or was it when Father Time and Mother Nature did their thing to create Adam and Eve? I don't think any of us will ever know. Yeah. Big Bang. And that's the question. We gotta get to a break. Forty six minutes. In. It's a shame you lost this weekend, dude. Yeah, maybe Gardy, you know what to do. Change my put my score back. How do you give me a loss too? <laughs> well, it might have been a part of the entire conversation, you know, just so we can cook that thing a little bit more. Yeah. Good eye. Hey. Good eye. Hey, you asked the follow-up whenever we said immunized. You know? Look you, at us. Look at us. Those numbers that mean nothing to you normally, you whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. Not only not only did you give yourself two points, which is not possible in one game in what we're doing, you gave me the loss when I actually won. <laughs> hey, dirty's good. Dirty! Hey, dirty. Dirty. Hey, dirty. You came you came in and you like mandated this when you walked in this morning to hey, you gotta do this? No, it was actually when the graphic was shown. And I said, wait a minute. Can we uh I think I deserve a little something here, don't I? Yeah, let's make it a little different. So it wasn't a mandate, it was certainly a conversation though. And we I'm going to get my own slip. graphic person. He ain't going to be able to touch with Dirty. <laughs> That's right. Dirty is unbelievable. Look, at, Put the rushing leaders graphic up, please. Look at this graphic from Dirty, dude. Oh, wait. Oh, there it is. Look at this graphic, Jeez. dude. Are you kidding me? Derrick Henry still in the lead, by the way, rushing. Missing a game already. Jonathan Taylor. Look at Lamar Jackson. Jeez. Top five right now. Damn. Wow. That's unbelievable. This graphic, though, beautiful. Dirty, we appreciate you. We would like to let everybody know that we don't fuck with the stats of other people, but definitely when it's me and AJ head-to-head and we potentially tie, even though I gave one more pick than he did. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. I need to go I need to go back and check all the games. I need an audit on all my picks now because I don't think I've been paying attention. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, you can do that. Hey, Good luck. Also took the I may hire somebody on the internet to do that. Oh, Java, whatever. Warren Sharp, maybe. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> maybe Moz. Think he'll do it? Have Axel do Moz it. Moz is not on the internet. Moz hates the internet, actually. I think that's why he was so upset about it. Moz. Axel doing it with his What is Moz's deal? What, what is Moz's deal, Gump, you think? <laughs> what is his deal? What's that? Moz. Moz? Yeah. I don't know. The, when he was start going off about the replay, like it is in 1975, dude. There's going to be replay in football. Yeah, like, yeah. How did hashtag abolish replay not get trending when he tweeted it? Well, Moz isn't a guy of the internet. You know, he's a TV guy, but he hates the internet, I think. Anyways, Moz and I will get over it because he'll break some news and yeah. we'll be yeah. appreciative of him. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's a big Fouch guy. And that's not his name, so yeah. I'm sure that might be part of it. Maybe. Fuck it is. We're back in four nice minutes. Though. Give him a nickname. It's like you, you like him, you give him a nickname. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't the reason why. We wanted to give him <laughs> zero credit for anything for a long time. Yeah. That is why that happened. But then we got over it, and then it did become like a, oh, Moz. Yeah. Like, we like Moz. We like Moz. It, that nickname has rode both sides of the fence, just like Stats has, just like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, the refs normally do. Mm-hmm. Today's show is presented by Arby's. Just when you thought it couldn't get better than the real country-style rib sandwich that was smoked low and slow in an East Texas smokehouse, Arby's one now did themselves again. Hell yeah. We now introduce to you the Arby's Boneless Wings. Arby's delivered 7,000 of these things to the office yesterday, and we can verify they are delicious. Top-notch. Legit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfectly sauced. Yeah. Not too much, not too little. Yep. 
seem like, now granted it was for our office specifically, so you're gonna have to try out that seemed like it was cooked to a perfect amount and I ate it hours and hours later. Mm -hmm. Still a good, good kick. Good cold. Still a good kick, mm -hmm. good taste, good texture on the boneless wing. Delicious. Very impressed. They should have been doing boneless wings for a long time. Now. Yeah. They had barbecue, they had uh, uh, buffalo, buffalo. they had, uh, I think there's two others, right? I don't know. Honey? We yeah. had those two. Yeah. We're talking about six pieces of all white meat in crispy seasoned breading tossed in either classic buffalo or hot honey sauce. There it is. Okay. Served with their new crinkle cut French fries, which might be even better than curly fries. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they told me they to say are that. very they good. They are. They are unbelievable. Can you get some cheese on this? Oh, oh, they're salted very well. Oh my god! All of that is just five dollars. Wow. What? Six pieces of boneless chicken. What? How do they make money? I don't know. Uh, crinkle cut French fries. What? The cheese would probably be a little bit more. Yeah, sixty oh, cents. Yeah. <laughs> five dollars. Get out and try yours today. Thanks to RB. Shout out to Arby's. OBJ allegedly has come out and said. That playing alongside Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers is his number one destination. <laughs> Shall he clear waivers per sources? Now, this would be very fascinating if this happens two times where Stephon Gilmore was potentially going to the Packers. Yeah. He ended up going to the Panthers. Then now Odell Beckham Jr., if he clears waivers, will get paid some money from the Cleveland Browns. will be able to double dip, both get paid by the Cleveland Browns and whatever his new team is. Maybe be able to create a very team-friendly deal, get him on the other side out of Devontae Adams. Big Bob Tunyon's out. You still got the big dog though. Other wide receivers, Lazard, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Rodgers. The defense played uh, great against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but what are they? Who are they? We don't know. If OBJ goes to your team, you are immediately excited, right? Oh yeah, feed me OBJ. You Even though me? everybody in Cleveland Everybody in New York, a lot of media people are spinning the narrative, OBJ ain't it, get him out of here. Did you, As soon as that report from Schultze, who's that yeah, from? Schultz? Schultz, yeah, Schultz. This Schultz is that report. Schultz report, Jordan Schultz, uh, uh, Schultz breaking the news here on the Schultz report. And Schultz report reports a lot of stuff. The Schultz report doesn't just, you know, show up and fly by the seat of their pants. The no, Schultz no, report no. knows what they're talking about. As soon as this came up, Packers fans said, fucking right, let's go. Yeah. If they would have tweeted, if Schultz Report here would have tweeted about seven other teams, all the fans would have been like, fuck yeah, let's go. That's why that whole narrative that is being perpetuated by people about Odell Beckham not being a guy you want on your team is all bullshit. And even the people that practice in that, and I'm not saying Ty ever did, but I'm saying on the internet, people have said, I want him on my team, I don't want him on my team. As soon as a tweet is said that he's potentially coming to your team, you'd be like, hey, he'd make our team better. He, he would fucking make our team better. It's all so fascinating. And he and Aaron, by the way, might be able to come together in that culture of that locker room and be like, hey, listen, Everybody scrutinizes everything I do as well, pal. We're kind of on the same page. Let's fucking go get this Lombardi. And maybe that'll be everything and all that Odell Beckham Jr. needs, but we have no idea if this is going to happen. Well, and, uh, what was that? Uh, that report from an AFC GM came out and said, like, people don't view him as number one anymore. Like, that's part of it. Like, he, Devontae Adams is there. So, like, he knows going in. I don't think he's thinking, like, he's, he needs to be the top dog and, and all this kind of stuff. And, like, I mean, you've talked about Peyton when guys would come in. Like, I don't think 
Odell's coming into that locker room and like becoming a cancer. Like no disrespect to Baker, but like the way that's like a you know there are a lot of veterans on that team. I don't think he's coming into the locker room and bringing the whole thing down. That doesn't like, happen with a veteran quarterback like Aaron. Right. When you have a veteran quarterback like Aaron that is so good and so well respected from every player in the league and what he can do on the field. That doesn't happen. Like guys can't really come in and be a cancer. And guess what? In that receiver room, he has Devontae Adams as well. Great guy, high character dude, positive guy for the team. Great leader. So Swag, like, yeah, too. He would fit in great. Hey, Devontae, by the way, is super confident, uber confident, very good. He's a wide receiver that is great, knows that he's great, which is great news for everybody in that room. Odell coming in, buying in, seems to be a pretty easy thing if he was to go to the Green Bay Packers or a couple other teams. A couple other teams. This is like you go to a time. Can they make it work with the cap space? Can they make it work? He would have to do it. I think they got six million bucks or something like that. They cleared it somehow. Well, and what they say, if he does clear waivers and doesn't get picked up, like a, I mean, they could pick him up for like five hundred and seventy-five thousand. Yeah, well, yeah. eight hundred and some is the vet min. Right, half Deshaun. a season, five. Yeah. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes Monday through Friday. You're the best. If you enjoyed this show, please be a friend. Tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Just act like it never happened. Two ships passing in a night. No big deal. Can't thank you enough. I'm eternally grateful for the time that you guys spent listening to this show. Utilize the hashtag end of pod squad on Twitter. You could potentially win some merch. Ty's been going through there. Giving it away. If you stuck around this long, you deserve at least something at some point, right? It's a long show. And you all are the absolute best. Can't wait to see what happens, Minyana. Be a friend, tell a friend, Ty. Please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Aaron Rodgers Tuesday evening. Cheers.